1: and girls ladies and gents welcome to another episode of stadium Miguel. it's your humble host uncle silk
2: i ain't humble this all america 35 <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then of course the true boy dapper dan
1: dapper dan 35 uh,
3: i'm yeah. always
1: humble his, i'm not humble when it comes to my gaze. i'm just a, like I, I, it's a humble to of life cool. Not yeah, football. I'm, home- I'm
2: still braggadocious with the football yeah, stuff, bragg- dog. I'm, I'm, I'm brag, I'm, I'm bragging a man. I, I brag all day, you know, when it comes to my game. But, you, you say know, and, brag a lot? Yeah, yeah you Sir, brag a lot? No, nope. it's my way, Dan. My, my way out of highway today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, how was y'all boys' weekend? What y'all uh, get into, dog?
2: Oh, I had, had fun.
0: Dog.
2: Yeah, we uh, we went down to St. Pete uh, to my in-laws. Hung out over there mm-hmm. uh, for a little mm-hmm. bit. Watched the game over there. And the little one had a gymnastics meet uh, over in Bradenton. Uh, but it did well. So then we came back to Gainesville. What about Why you, is man? it
3: whenever you're, like, 25 minutes away from where I live, you never even shoot a text? You have a two-hour drive.
2: He probably thought you was in, you in
3: Wyoming.
2: Dan, you always in, like, I
3: in in Wyoming, City. I remember or... Wyoming in Gainesville a few times over the next couple weeks. I remember I'm gonna I'm gonna be right outside of where you live and be like just hanging out here in Gainesville.
2: No, nah, nah, but <laughs> we didn't we didn't get to say till Saturday, Dan. The game was the game was at night. I mean, yeah, next yeah. time I call you after an eight o'clock game, I got you. All
3: right, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> no, it was uh it was relaxing over here. You know, just uh, recovering from a, a busy uh busy road trip. Uh, last time we uh, chatted, I was in South, or I was in North Dakota, so I came all the way back here and then. You know, just trying to catch up on work and everything else, man. It's been a, uh, it's exhausting, so I need to relax a little bit. But uh, be back uh, on the air, with you boys. It's always a, uh, always a good time.
1: Already, yeah. man. Um, I got into some soccer. Um, so, Junior, Junior had his soccer game early Saturday morning, so I went out there, and kicked it with him. We got a, a tie. It has teaching moments. Man and Ma was talking about it earlier. He was crying at the gang saying he don't like to lose. I was like, first of all, it's a tie. <laughs> Second of all, I, re- <laughs> I, I record I record the entire game, so I'm going to show you. I don't know a whole lot about soccer, but I'm going to show you what I think you could have fixed, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? Just show him what, what he could do for them to, to win next time and not tie. Absolutely. But other like than competitive, that, though, bro. yeah, he's competitive, bro. I told him that's a good thing, bro. You should never like to lose, but I'm going to show you. You know what I'm saying? You can't blame the ref. You can't blame the, your teammates. I'm going to show you what you could do better. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just so he's coachable in the future. But, yeah, man, uh, other than that, we just did the live screen up in Orlando during the game, the LSU-Florida uh, game. Uh, also, Florida State playing a little bit, so we hung out, did the big three roll-up live screen, and that was it, man. Just kind of chill, but we had some surprises this weekend. Um, of course, our game, but the SEC East is, 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 is as we can see, it's going to come down to probably us, Georgia, and Missouri. Uh, Georgia took a loss mm-hmm. this weekend, as well as us. But we, I think the whole country was surprised when Georgia lost to South Carolina. What's your, what's your take, and did you guys see that game?
3: Yeah, I watched, the, I watched the game. I was watching that game the same time as uh, OU Texas. And uh, Georgia's just, you know, we've been talking a lot about it on this podcast, you know, that Georgia just doesn't look like the same team that they're hyped up to be. And, you know, I know that they've had some great recruiting classes and everything else. But at no point in this season have they looked like a top three team in the country. And, you know, you saw it again. I was kind of surprised the way that they, they did lose. Uh, You know, South Carolina tried to give that game away probably three, four times in the last few minutes of that game. But, uh, you know, big shout out to the fighting must champs. You know, that's a a defining uh, career win for him. But, uh, you know, I'm surprised that uh, I guess I'm surprised how bad Georgia looked. They didn't look prepared. They didn't look like, you know, they were a a team that was even maybe a a top 25 team. They just looked bad. Uh, And you're just not used to seeing them look that bad.
1: Yeah, and then to be honest, if that Helensky kid don't go down, I think South Carolina wins a lot
3: easier. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for the first, you know, quarter that they they had the uh, the third-string quarterback in, you know, he was just running the ball, and they weren't able to move the ball. And I don't know what it was about Georgia, but they couldn't get the ball moving on the ground. You know, in the air, you know, Fromm made a bunch of careless mistakes. And I think Fromm is overrated, uh, but I definitely think he's an above-average quarterback. Uh, and he was making some really bad decisions. And so uh, it was always good to see uh, their kicker who's you know very, very caucus and do some gator chomps in the past. Always good to see him uh, you know, fall on his uh fall on his face and miss that extra miss that uh, that field goal. I guess so it, uh, I,
2: I guess
3: always love when uh, I see Georgia lose and people were in my mentions saying, you know, we want Georgia to be undefeated so they're ranked as high uh, as they possibly can. And I said, no, you know, no, I would not uh, lose uh, to Georgia against people are crazy. North Korea, Syria, I would I would happily wear my uh, my North Korea shirt. If North Korea is playing Georgia, I want to root for them to be zero twelve for the rest. Yeah, especially
1: of the if team. they lose it to an SEC East team. Like I want all of that. Like does yeah. people know how this stuff work? Um, yeah. what's your take on the game? Did you see the game, block?
2: Yeah, man. I, I don't know if I'm saying dude's name right. Israel Makumahu. I don't know how to say it, bro. That man had a career day. I mean, it, I I had to double check to make sure he wasn't wearing a Georgia jersey because you know Jake Fromm threw him three picks. So. Smash three picks, ran one back to the crib. I mean, the defense was stout for South Carolina and just, you know, made Georgia look like, you know, they they weren't, like Dan said, weren't prepared. Um, I don't think they were mentally focused for that game. Um, and it showed. Uh, you know, uh Mustam and the guys came out and played some ball.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't uh take into consideration of of uh staff changes and stuff in the offseason when they make a lot of their predictions. Uh, sometimes people think you could just out recruit attrition. Uh, Bama can out recruit attrition because um, they're Bama. They've been doing it for a long time. They kind of got a formula for all of this. But I thought the attrition from UGA in the offseason season was a bit too early for what uh, uh, Kirby was trying to do. And I didn't think James Coley was a proven offensive coordinator, and that's starting to show up a little bit in his play calling. It's really there's not a lot of imagination to it. And to be honest, I I don't see anything they can hang their hat on. They don't have any identity. Uh, but as far as South Carolina, man, that that defensive alignment they got Javon Kenlaw, He's a man amongst boys. Let him mm-hmm. be top uh, boy. Yeah, he, he he was a problem. And I think like him, his disruption uh, killed their running game and also in the passing game. Man, a lot of the interception he throwing that that from throws off his back foot and it came from pressure from the D line. So the defensive back got that opportunity. But yeah, they. I don't see any phase of the game where George is just frightening at anybody. You know what I'm saying? I do think Swift is a very good running back, probably uh, top two or three in college football, but it's showing like Mushamp did. You load the box. If you can play one on one on the outside, and UGS wide receivers don't separate well. So if you can play one on one on the outside, I think, and just load the box with a run, George is very beatable. And I think Notre Dame gave South Carolina that blueprint to be honest, because I think Notre Dame did a lot of the same things.
3: Yeah, you know, and I don't think that South Carolina is that good either. Um, you know, I, th- I think Florida should be able to beat them. I think right now they're 7, 7.5 point favorites to to beat uh, South Carolina. I don't think South Carolina looked particularly good. I just think it was a battle of of two teams that were trying to give the, the way the, the game away the whole the whole time. I think what Florida needs to do though is you know definitely scheme away from that defensive tackle. Um, you know I think that that cornerback is is decent. Uh, you know I think he was gifted a couple of uh, those uh those interceptions, but uh, you know nothing about what South Carolina did scared me. You know I feel a lot more comfortable about that Georgia game, and that's a game that you know even earlier in the season I said I, I wasn't sure that Georgia was going to be as good. You know I didn't necessarily you know pencil in a Florida win, but you know I feel a lot more comfortable. You know about that game now. Uh, you know Missouri is is a team that's starting to put it together a little bit on offense too. So uh, you know we've got a uh, we've got a tough uh, little stretch here. Uh, this Missouri, either uh, the part of South Carolina, Georgia, uh, Missouri stretch, but you know Florida takes care of business there in the driver's seat right now to uh, to win the SEC East, and that's exactly where you want to be at this point in the season. Yeah,
1: we'll get into that uh, in, in a few. But let's go ahead and recap before we start talking about that stretch and what we got in front of us. Let's recap this LSU game. Let's bust down that uh, ad read, Dan.
3: Yeah, absolutely. As always, as, uh, this segment is brought to you by our friends over at South Georgia P-Cain Company. Uh Company. Yeah, big, big fans of, of theirs. You know, they gave us all some, uh, some great gifts. And, you know, it's holiday season time. It's uh, time for some munchies. I know that you guys said that don't give them out as Hall- Halloween presents or Halloween gifts, trick or treats, <laughs> whatever, whatever we're going to call them. But uh, if you want to be that person that gives them out, you, you still can. So, uh, again, South Georgia pecan Company, that's georgiapcain.com. Give them a call. 800-732-2646. Uh, and we still have that coupon code that will give you ten percent off. It's uh, SGP ten off uh, when you're uh, when you're checking out. So uh, South Georgia Pecan Company, GeorgiaPeaking 800-732-2646.
1: So this past weekend we played the LSU Tigers. Their homecoming in their field. We took a L to the tune of forty two to twenty eight. Uh, it was a very close game until the very end, and we kind of and it ran away. We got uh, some mistake towards the end of the game that kind of made it a two-score game. But it was very close, and um, there's a lot of happenings, man. A lot of things that I'm proud of from this team. Um, I got you got to see some more resolve. You got to see a team that that was up for any type of game. If a, I've seen this far. They're up for uh, if it's a shootout. This team's up to do a mm-hmm. shootout. If it's a defensive struggle and we're struggling with penalties or what have you, and we got to get through some ugly games, this team is up to that too, man. So we took an L, and we'll get into the fine details of it. But overall, that's how I feel. I'm proud of these boys. I'm, I'm proud of the way Kyle Trask came out and 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 put his big boy pants on, man, on the big stage mm-hmm. for a kid that has never started on anything compared with that. Like, I'm very impressed with that kid's moxie, bro. Like He's he's with all, yeah. all the smoke you want to give him. So yeah. first off, I'm proud of my boys, man. Yeah, definitely,
2: yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know that that the uh, you know, the injury at the beginning of the game with Gennard kind of set us back a little bit, you know. But overall, I'm definitely proud of these guys. Uh, they fought hard. They never gave up. Um, the last touchdown they got was you know on a wheel route. We just got to communicate a little bit better. Um, but you know, overall, um, you know, they they play they play well, especially on offense. Uh, defense in the back end got to work a little bit better. Um, the thing about that, you know, with with the pass rush, they go hand in hand. You know, we had to get a better pass rush um they kind of you know get the ball out of burrow's hands a little bit faster you know he had all day kind of uh on some of his throws to throw the ball and uh you know in the sec that's that's too easy that's pitch and catch you know especially with a guy like burrow and the, and the type of receivers that we go get. so um you know i'm I'm overall proud of these guys uh you know i'm, I'm ready to take them in the dogfight what about you dan
3: Yeah, no, I mean, you guys said it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, I, I give a huge shout out to, to Kyle Trask. I love the way that Dan Mullen schemed that game. I think he called the game well. I mean, there's a few, you know, question marks that I have about a few things that he did, but ultimately I think that was one of the, uh, the better games that I've ever seen Dan Mullen call. Um, you know, the defense, we struggled and I think you saw what happens when you're missing, you know, with Zuniga out and then Bernard out, you know, when you can't get pressure on a quarterback like Burrow, who I was impressed with, um, you know, it's tough, it's tough to win a game like that, and. You know, at the end of the day, I didn't think that Florida had the ability to keep up in a uh, you know in a um, uh, a shootout, and and they did. You know, you know they scored twenty eight points. They were on the. You know, the one they were, you know, with they were in the uh, in the red zone twice and they didn't uh, walk away with touchdowns on either one of those. And if you score touchdowns on both of those, then you have, you know, forty-two points and Florida probably takes home that victory uh because they don't get the you know score on that next wheel route play. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's a couple things that we want to clean up on defense and we'll talk a little bit about that in the secondary. And I think that they made an adjustment at the end of the game that, that looked good and it, it looks like it might be something that they do moving forward. Uh, but a big shout out to Kyle Traskman. You said Silk, you know, he's a guy that you know, starting his what fourth game. So um, he played in, he went in and, you know, I, I said it during the uh, the game and I was you know talking to some folks during the game was, you know, this is for the first time in a long time. I feel like Florida really belongs on that national stage. Uh, and they really played up and then showed out because over the last eight years, even when we have played at night, you know, and some of these games have squeaked out a game. We, we just didn't look like we had it all together. And in this game, you know, in one of the biggest hype, you know, games of the year, Florida looked like they belong. And, you know, that's the steps that we're uh, going to continue to need to make. And, you know, I think the floor is looking good for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, let, let this uh, – before, I mean, we got to talk about things that went wrong in the game, things that, that needed to get fixed or or that, that ways we could have won that game and we, we probably left some stuff on the field there. Um, Before I get into that, I think the offensive line played better. Uh, they, Can they play better than they play? Yes. Do we need them to play better? Yes. But for, for what we've seen uh, – I mean we was able, we was able to move a little bit. Still whiffing on some guys here and there, dog, but they're slowly getting better. It's just it's just slow, you know what I'm saying? But the elephant in the room is Todd Grantham in the defense, uh the showing that we just couldn't stop Burrow uh in or in the running game. I think in both phases of the game, unless mm-hmm. you had our number. What do you attribute that to? Starting with Black. Um you say they, they
2: had our number?
1: Um, yeah, it just seemed I, like we couldn't get like it, it, every time we had an answer for something they had a rebuttal to it. Even when we they had a screenplay one time we covered perfectly and then Burrow scrambles and get a first down anyway on third down. So
2: it just seemed like we I, had. I, I, go ahead. I, I mean, they they I, they were coached up well. I mean, they they you know we got to give it to them and you know they 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 looked like they they knew what we were what we're doing before we knew. Sometimes man, um, you know, sometimes that happens. Uh, I just feel like, you know, sometimes on them, on the burrow throws, uh, uh, scrambles, man, he was just – he was scrambling, man, and, and, and everybody back was turned. Or, you know, we, we were not in the position where we needed to be. Um, sometimes we were just blatantly out of position. Um, yeah, If we're in zone, it should be no reason why your back turned to the quarterback. You get what I'm saying? Correct. I mean, if you drop, in, you drop into your zone, your eyes should be at the quarterback the whole time, so there's no it should be no reason why he's scrambling. You get what I'm saying? So that's what I was confused about a, a few times on the scrambles because I'm like, damn, I know we ain't in, in in the man coverage all the way across the board. You know, so what's the issue? We just got to make sure, um, you know, we keep our eyes on the quarterback and react a little bit faster. Because I think a couple times, man, I think it was like Reese and in the in, in few linebackers, um, a, a couple times um, they weren't they weren't getting down there quick enough because they they weren't reacting.
3: Yeah, no, I mean that's you know that's part of the problem when you you're missing your top two, you know, pass rushers as well. You know, with you know Grenard's more than just a pass rusher more than a guy that just gets sacks. and, you know, you're you're missing that, you know, that right side of the field with, him out, you know, and he he's a, he's a disruptor and he's a guy that's going to, you know, force Burrow to, you know, make a pass a little bit quicker. And Janiga's is a guy that's going to force, you know, Burrow to, you know, get the ball out a little bit quicker. And, you know, with both of them out, you know, we just don't have the same push, you know, we don't, we don't have the depth behind these guys yet. I mean, I think that, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, Mullen and and the team are going to build, you know, some depth, but right now there's a pretty big drop off, you know, I've not seen, you know, push from, you know, the defensive tackle very much, you know, and, and wow. their offensive line played really good. I mean, this is the best game that their offensive line, um, you know, played all season. And I'm still following Brody Miller, the guy from the athletic we had on last week. And he was going through his film review about, you know, things that they were doing in the last game and the game before that are doing poorly in the games before that, that all of a sudden they're doing really well in this one. So, um, you know, a little bit disappointed in, in being able to get to the, uh, to the quarterback and then obviously in run blocking and then you know we had a we had a lot of mistakes in the the backfield you know all of the safeties had some some pretty big errors and um you know i know that they when they moved marco into that star position and brought elam on it looked like they were doing a little bit better uh but even still you know there were some issues you know that cj had he let up uh you know a couple big plays marco let up a couple big plays it just on defense we just didn't look prepared to be able to beat them
1: yeah, they like I said, that the guy looked like he was playing. He had Grantham's number. Uh, I of course you lose your best two players in the trenches. That that affects the game. But it just looked like we had our number. And I think like for us to get to that next level uh, of beating teams, like because LSU is one of the elite teams this year. For us to get to that next level, we got to be able to to go too deep and as far as talent wise, and we also got to be able to just. Be tougher, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think these guys are playing hard and I mm-hmm. applaud everything they're doing. But there's lapses in the game where I don't know if guys really want to tackle sometimes. And when, and when yeah. you're playing yeah. the Bama's and, and the joys of the world, and, and when it's getting to those type of games, like, you can't just not feel like really laying the wood certain plays. I just think, like, and it's a learn, it's a learning experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're we not all the way there yet, but we getting there. And I like the progress of where it's going. But we we get into a slate of, of games where guys got to want to just, you know what I'm saying, lay it all on the line, not thinking about the NFL or injuries and yeah. all that.
2: You know, what was that? I was going to say, for sure. I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, like, guys got to just, you know what I'm saying, bite down and want, want this championship because our season is still in front of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure Mullins mm-hmm. coaching that, like, mm-hmm. that, that loss didn't do, I mean, you see what the, vibe the voters felt about the loss. We're still a top mm-hmm. 10 team that can win the East, get to Atlanta, and and, and whatever from there, it, it's just, you know what I'm saying, it's gold. You feel me? Also,
3: I'll tell you, the team that I saw on Saturday can beat every other team that's on the schedule for the rest of the year.
1: Correct. The, co- the coaching is there. Dan's going to have these guys coached up. We're going to be in every game. We're going to be there. He's going to coach them up to be there. The rest is on them. Yeah. The rest ain't on no Todd Grantham. The rest is on like clearly we got the coaches to put us in a position because we're in that position. We went, we're six and one right now. We're playing over our head. These guys are coaching these guys over our head. If in the beginning of the season you tell us we lose Felipe franks so we'll be six and one right now. Like everybody will call us a liar. Like you lying. So yeah. these guys are coaching us up. We're in it. We was in the spot to beat LSU, but we gotta execute. The players gotta want it when it when it gets to there, man. And I think LSU wanted a little bit more Saturday night, bro.
2: Yeah, it's just that it's that last little uh that little extra yeah, that correct. you gotta got give. You know, we we play great, but it's just that extra that extra rep, you know, when you wanna put the bar down or you wanna put the weight down or whatnot, um, it's just that extra that extra little bit. Um and, and that's that's the difference between good and great, you know. So um are we still in the spot where we wanna be, you know, like Silk say, and you know, uh we mm-hmm. we control our own destiny. So it is it's all up to us if we if we we want to continue to be great or we just satisfied with being mediocre.
3: Yeah. You know, but I'll I'll say this, you know, there, there was a lot of things that I want to take away and I'm not sure if you guys are done talking about some of the negatives, but uh, there's a lot of positives that I saw from this team, you know, especially offense. Like you you mentioned, Kyle Trask, I like the way that Emory Jones played and, you know, Emory Jones had a, a beautiful pass to Kyle Pitts and it wasn't Kyle Pitts. Fault. He just got hit with the you know in his elbow with the helmet at the same time he caught the ball, or else you know that would have been a touchdown. But uh, you know, big shout out to the way that the offense was called. You know, still have a couple of problems with the way that we're running that dive play. It's just not working, and I don't know what we do to to try to make it work. It's just not um you know, it's just not working. But at the end of the day, you know, you know, we knew coming out of halftime that they were going to scheme against Pitts, and you know, what's the first thing that we do is you know, we take. uh um, you know, we we completely move away from Pitts and we we march downfield um with Van Jefferson. So, you know, really like the way that the offense played. They put it together. Uh, like I said, they were a you know, that missed pass and you know, an Emory Jones to to Pitts to the Um, you know, the couple plays that we are in the red zone, we missed points away from, you know, having, you know, you add twenty one points and all of a sudden you now have forty-nine points and that's a hell of an offense to to put together against, you know, a, a tough LSU defense. So uh big shout out to them. I thought that our offense played really, really well.
1: And one more thing I didn't like. Um Gotta play devil's advocate here a little bit. Another thing I didn't like is the timing of some of the quarterback switches. I thought I think Dan, you tweeted about it as well mm-hmm. in the timeline today. Uh nobody's upset that Emory that Emory's playing. But I thought when uh, they substituted Trask for Emery, I thought it was a bad time. I thought that we needed points there and Trask was hot, that we could have just kept rolling with the high hand. And if we got into some third and shorts, that we could use Emery Lex, bring him on. But I thought that was a bad time to just give Emery a whole drive.
2: For sure, bro. Yeah. That kind of stuck it right there. That, that You know, I wasn't expecting that either. I don't think anybody was expecting that. So that was kind like of like a blue. Yeah. Um, and i i kind of want to know what he was thinking what his mindset was well he said in
1: the press for today that they had it already in the game plan that that was his thing like they already had that drive that's that point in the game that they was getting emory in to give him a look and Mm -hmm. try to see if they could get certain looks
3: and i don't know if some of that had to do with maybe the running game and then just keeping him in and hoping to, to keep you know lsu on their toes but uh you know when when Emory Jones is in the game, you know our running game is a little bit different. You know the teams are backing away from the ball a little bit more um, because they do have to be prepared for him, you know, to run the ball. Uh, so, you know, I don't I don't know. I I agree that you know at that that drive we needed them, but I'm not sure. You know, if Dan Mullen doesn't think enough of you know Emory Jones, especially last week, you know when he went in against Auburn when when Trask went out and he went out and got us those three points. If if he doesn't have faith that Emory Jones can do it. You know, in the end of the day, you know, I thought that Emory Jones played well, but but like you said, Silk, you know, you do you have to question that in hindsight if that was the best time, and, and I'm not sure, but I also don't know if there was a best time because LSU was seemingly scoring every single time. So you know, if Dan wants to get Emory in and get get those those plays off, then you know, I'm not sure exactly what uh, what else we could have done. But
1: correct. Ultimately, the game the, the, that game came. It didn't come down to uh, that quarterback switch. It didn't come down to the, the read at the end with the receiver mail went the wrong way and trashed the an way So It didn't come down to that. It came down to we couldn't get a defensive stop. That's what the game came down to. You can't let a team score 42 points mm-hmm. and expect to win the game. That's not the law of how football works. So uh, we just needed some stops. There's a point in time where we went up seven in their building. We get a stop there. Like, there's no doubt in my mind we go back and score. It was just we couldn't get no stop yeah. or gain the momentum and keep it. And you got to take the crowd out, you got to take, you know what I'm saying? You're on the road, and we can do the things you have to do on the road to win, like, those big games. But,
3: yeah, hope, yeah.
1: go ahead, go ahead. Got no, I was just going to
3: say, you know, hopefully a little bit of a learning lesson. And, and like I said, if Florida can play the way that they did um, against uh, LSU, you know, I, I don't see them, you know, losing for the rest of the season, you know, assuming that all things are equal. You know, that's the best offense that Florida's going to play for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, I thought they did, you know, there, there's a lot of areas where they can improve and learn from that game, but you know LSU has a good defense, and statistically they might not be as strong as they've been in the past. But I don't know if there's a defense that's good enough, uh you know, to stop Florida the way that LSU was able to at times. So you know, Florida made a couple of mistakes, unfortunately, in games like that. You know, it's those mistakes that are going to cost you. They needed some sacks and some tackles for loss. It's their first time in 18 games that they didn't get a sack. They they didn't have a turnover for the first time, and. At 10 or 11 games. So when you can't get those turnovers and you can't get the stops on defense it can be really tough to win. Uh, but I thought that they did a, uh, you know, had a valiant effort. And, you know, I think that a couple plays go differently, you know, Florida, you know, wins that game and, um, you know, maybe we're sitting in top five right now.
1: Yeah, man, we'll get into, uh, the rest of the season and, and into the South Carolina matchup and everything, what that means, but we got a fire, a fire, 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 uh GOAT Guest of the Week, which is brought to you by Brunn Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, holler at my boy Greg. He got you. 954-589-2204. You need a mobile home insured, you got you need renters insurance, you need car insurance. Uh you need some SR22 action to get your, your license right. let my man Greg again. 954-589-2204. We got a big time guest. Who we got, Black? Who you got for us,
2: baby? Oh, man, we got the all-time interception leader at the University of Florida. I think I saw somebody tweet this today. They were asking who was the all-time leader, um, and a couple of people didn't know. Uh, Fred Weary. That's a guy that I, I I chased behind and tried to catch his numbers, and, um, you know, I, I was unsuccessful, um, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> his records have been there for a little while, so uh, much respect to one of the pioneers who started DBU already three all-americans three. on one show i'm here for it that's crazy hmm. that's crazy you dan you dan three all-americans dan look dan. you dan and
0: weary
2: man <laughs> <laughs> i'm just here for the ride dog <laughs> let's go cam
0: you have now arrived at stadium and Gale.
1: First time on the show we got the GOAT. First time first team All American. Uh first team all SEC, a national champ, the interception leader at the University of Florida and got this whole DBU thing kicked off. The man himself, Fred Weary.
4: <laughs>
1: What's up, fellas, man?
4: We're uh, we
1: hanging out, man. How you
4: feeling? Well, I'm all right, man. It's it's you know, once again, it's great to be at Gaylory. Uh our Gators, they're playing pretty good this year. Um they got they off to a nice little record start and you know me. Hey I'm um, Gator blood right here live. <laughs> okay, okay. So so
2: talk about some of your experiences uh at, at uh UF, you know, what what actually made you go to UF? Like what what made what was your design factor?
4: Well, um uh, my mo- my mother is from Gainesville so i i kind of grew up a gator fan you know uh the whole time when i was little and all that stuff but it's funny doing my recruiting um florida kind of recruited me late uh florida state they they kind of was on me i went to a school with another uh big recruit y'all probably heard this guy named guy named i played in high school with a guy named sam Coward. Sam yep, of yep, florida state, florida state. Big time yeah so uh Florida State was on us from like when we were young and all that stuff. But actually, I'm gonna tell y'all this too. Sam wanted to go to Florida too, by the way. But Florida yeah. <laughs> at that time was late. They kind of recruited us late, and um, I think Zook, was, Ron Zook, was recruiting our territory. And um, yeah. you know, once um they came over and, and uh, watched us practice and all that type of stuff. I this is another story too that y'all really need to know here, right here. So Zook came over and watched us practice, and uh, my head high school coach at the time told Coach Zook, he was like, man, I don't know if Fred got the. like, I don't think he has the ability to play once um, one football. So this is what my high school coach told what? me. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah, what?
4: Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, look, Zook, Zook used to tease me the whole time, because, you know, Zook was also my my defensive coordinator in the pros, too. So okay. it, it's a long little story. We used to always go, he always teasing me with that story all the time. But my high school coach told me, he's like, yeah, I don't know if Fred I don't think Fred got the ability to, you know, play D1 football. So it was just funny. So um, I actually quit my high school football team at that time, y'all. So this is like going into my senior year, my junior year, I quit the team and um, I was going to play basketball. My high school coach begged me to come back on the team, this and that. They ended up suspended me one game my junior year. And um, so that's what happened right there. Then I ended up going to Florida and then, I wanted to come to Ford. I wanted to play wide receiver, you know, because Coach Burr was putting up so much points over there on the offense. And then um, then he also told me he was also recruiting Ike, Rita, Jockhead Green, Travis McGriff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole uh, 94 squad. So he was like, Fred, we're trying to see if we can get you spot on the field. Might be some room on the defense. And that's pretty much how my story started. And, and I got to um, knock another myth on me. I never ran a four five forty in my life, by the way. What was your four? <laughs> I ran for the combine. I ran a four four flat and a four four five. Okay. Then my fastest forty time was a four three eight for the safe at when I was one ninety four.
1: Who's the because, fastest person on that right? team?
4: Who's the fastest person on the national championship team? Ooh-hoo. Oh, Jockass Green! Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was he Jack Jockass oh, or or well? How long now? We also had a uh, Bo Carroll too now. Oh, yeah, 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 Bo was fast. Ooh.
2: Yeah, let yeah, yeah. Speed fast. Bo fast. Yeah, Bo was out of there though. Bo used to turn them kicks yeah. too.
4: Yeah. So, 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 so I, you know, we used to race. All the time. I'm gonna let y'all know there's A lot of people don't know. We used to race kind of like how y'all did. You know the um, you know the the uh, the 2000s, the old the old sixes, the old nines, all that.
3: Yeah, uh, old fashioned foot we race.
4: used to have our race used to be myself, Fred T, Ike, hmm. Riedel, and uh was well, What's Jock used, okay. used to win. What's yeah. I'ma tell you this, y'all. Fred T never beat me in a run. And Fred ran up faster forty mm. times than me. You understand what I'm saying? My my speed was um deceptive. I, I had it only took me two steps. Um, to get ten yards in a stride. That's the reason why my speed was deceptive. You understand what I'm saying? I take mm-hmm. two steps with ten yards, y'all. <laughs> you
0: hey, what
4: I cover a lot. I
2: cover a lot of, I I, a I, lot I, of I, field. Yeah. I know. I noticed, right. I, noticed, I, noticed a, I a Gator podcast, and you know, I know a lot of people uh, know <laughs> this guy, but uh, you know, one of my, <laughs> one of my friends is uh, uh Peter Warwick. So I so I asked Peter Warwick one day. I said, "Man, hey," I say, "Dub," I <laughs> say, "Uh." Who, who, who the one of the best corners you ever went up against? And I kid you not, he told me Fred Weary. I, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. That's,
4: and and yeah, I'm i you. I battled P-Dub a lot in, in college and in the pros. Yeah, he was an excellent receiver. Cool. P-Dub, his thing was, man, he was quicker than a hiccup. Like in face. Oh, really? his, problem, oh, so. his problem though, and it's funny, in the NFL, is different. In the NFL, his problem was you gotta have that vertical speed down the field. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. that's and that's what kind of separated him from the, you know, the guys up there on that level. Go ahead. All right. W- who was the toughest cover in practice? <laughs> well, you know, I had my choice. I had Redo. I had. Uh, <laughs> I, get had I ain't letting you, let you get out of this, Fred. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, yeah, no, hey, it, it's funny, man. Um, they used to have all that stuff Okay, i tell you this. I used to win most of my battles, y'all. You got to think yeah. they had the whole field to go against me in one-on-one. Nah, I man, I'm trying to not... start. I'm trying
1: to start some Riedel and Quez beef, man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Give me an answer, <laughs> man. I need an
1: answer. <laughs> Cause if, you tell, if
2: you tell me one more time. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm
4: um, going to tell him. I'm going to tell you. The most athletic one, clearly, was Riedel. Riedel was fast, uh-huh. athletic. And uh, Ike was technical. He was physical. And he was – he was his feet was the center, too. But he was more – the technical uh, route runner. Uh Quez, he was just gifted. You understand what I'm saying? So he was different. Okay. Quez was faster than both of them. He had to his speed was a little bit different. But he had to learn how to run routes and all that type stuff. You know, that's the reason why he was kinda it kinda you know when they all came in, you know, Ike and Redell came in first and then Quez and um Quez got red shirted, uh Travis McGriff and some of the other players. But he had to develop, he had to learn how to roll around. But I'ma tell you this, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. Uh this is not
2: really about the receivers, y'all. It's all about the quarterback. True. True. So it's it's funny that you say that because the reason I I was talking about Burrow earlier and you know, that's almost pitch and catch. At this level, um, if you got a good quarterback, you know, you you pretty much gonna gonna make some noise. Think about some of the the, the champions, you know, all these great quarterbacks. You you, they got okay defenses, but it usually be their quarterbacks. So they got a good quarterback, man. You you got yeah. to, to be successful.
4: Well, I I tell you this: um, when I was in college, y'all, I didn't even know how to bite pedal. Mm. <laughs> if mm. you look at my tapes in college, yeah, this, you can go back and look at all my tapes. If y'all, you know, they still got them at Florida. But um, I we basically my I learned I played on a two defensive coordinators, Bobby Brewer, and. um, uh, of course, uh, what's my Stoops, man Stoops. Oklahoma, Stoops? Bobby Stoops. Stoops, well, Stoops was yeah. the one when he came in. He brought in the Dion technique. So, uh, if you look at the uh, yeah, year, that,
1: for, yeah, for the, uh, the average fan don't know uh, anything about defensive back back pedals and, and how they yeah <laughs> break it down
3: this part, of course. Okay, okay. Well, so explain to them.
4: Okay. okay. Well, first of all, Dion was the best corner to ever play the game, period, hands down. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, when you when playing defense, when I first played corner at Florida under Bobby Pruitt, people thought I was playing safety because I was off twelve years off twelve yards off the ball. Mm. So when Stoops came, his defense was totally different. It was attacking, aggressive defense. So he taught us how to play bumper run or press. And his technique was the Dion technique. And I don't know if y'all remember. Mm. And I'm gonna take y'all all all the way back now. When Dion first played press technique in college, he had a staggered stance. He had one foot. It depends on whatever side he was playing on. He had the inside foot up, splitting the receiver. He was Mm. basically just learning how to play the leverage on the receiver back then. That's Mm. how I learned my technique. And then I switched it up my senior year to. A regular, normal, um, not a staggered um, stance. Like a balance. Mm. A balance stance. There you go. So, and then basically so your, our technique. Uh, no? Go ahead. Our technique with uh, Coach mm-hmm. Poor, I mean, with uh, Stoops was basically uh, press. We uh, we press bell every day, so we disguised it out of a bump look, and that's the reason why we got so much pressure on the quarterback because everybody was on the line of scrimmage. And they couldn't tell if he was playing man or rolling into whatever
3: zone. Right. Interesting. Fred, who was the uh, the toughest you know guy that you had to cover? You know, outside of obviously the guys in practice. You know, every week. What were who who was some of the toughest guys that you had to uh, to face against, or who was the toughest guy you had to face?
4: Uh I mean, well, I'll just name some lists and I'll tell you. Well, I mean, I covered uh, Terrell Owens. You know, Jerry Rice, uh, what's my boys, uh, Torrey Hope, um, mm. uh, man, um, what's his name? Uh, he's the hardest one. The other receiver was Torrey Hope from St. Louis. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, Isaac Bruce? Isaac Bruce. As a matter of fact, he was my toughest cup in the game. Mm. I covered Randy Moss. I covered, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you all a story about this that nobody even knows. You know – our rookie year '98, when Randy Moss was doing everybody, he was mm-hmm. doing everybody. Yeah, but you know we we played them too that year. They beat us like in double, like they beat us in overtime, I think, by like three or something like that, like thirty something. But I, uh, Randy, Randy only had one catch for five yards that year when he was doing everybody. You know, you see him right now. You see the Dallas highlights when he was catching bombs on them. that teeth right there. Just to let y'all know that's how good our defense was. For for, um, you know, the Saints up there on that level, our, our offense just wasn't up to par at the time.
3: What was your uh, – who was your favorite rival to play uh, at Florida or your favorite game to play in?
4: Oh, um, that says you, without a doubt. That was the only team yeah. that could give us a, a challenge at the time. I mean, uh, Alabama was still Alabama, but they just – the teams we had problems with, if you want to know back then, was Nebraska and FSU. That was yeah. it. Yeah. That
3: 95 Nebraska yep. team was tough, man.
4: For sure. Yeah.
3: I got, I got a story about that right there, too. If you miss another, <laughs> everybody
4: know I was uh, <laughs> I was the last one on that tackle right there when uh, Frazier broke out on us, right? Yeah. Y'all remember that story, right? Y'all mm-hmm. remember it, right? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I literally uh, I, I watched that with my mouth open because I couldn't believe how they, they they was just like. First of all, I right uh, was
4: that he was that good. By the way, you know yeah. um, that sure. that team was that good. I mean, I'm not I know we were, we were good. Now that might have been That's one of good. our best teams at Florida, but that team from Nebraska was that good. Um, all they did was run the ball on them, and they beat us like mm-hmm. that. They ain't even pass because Frazier couldn't pass, but he can run but uh that on that particular play I was, you know, they didn't have, you know, the receivers, they had tied in for receivers cuz they was running the ball. So on that particular mm-hmm. play I was going against the um, they had a tight end out there. He had to be like, you know, 6-5, you know, big dude. He was blocking me. He and I had that grass out there too in in Tucson, Arizona was kind of a different turf, so I kind of slipped on the play and he was on top of me. So when I'm on the ground, I look up and I see our whole team hit Tommy Frazier, you know. and I, <laughs> So my whole, my whole team had him surrounded. They hit him, you know. So then I I finally get up. When I get up, Frazier is right next to me. So then I reach out to grab him. When I reach out to grab him, my boy, Anthony, hit me off the title. So now I'm coming to the sideline. Coach Bird going crazy, as y'all can expect. Frazier, what happened? And I'm I'm like, you know, you know something, Coach, um, before you get on me about missing that tackle, you better get on the other ten players that I missed. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, Fred, you're
0: right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean And that's what he said to me on that play. And you're right. And I mean, so he couldn't say that to me. I was like, Yeah, I missed the tackle, but you gotta get on the ten other players that I missed the first.
2: I mean, hey, it, hey, it, it, hey! It, 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 it was
1: well done, up, bro. It was, it, it was so hey, nice. And nice. Real quick, we get, a, we get a lot of uh funny Spurrier stories and, and a lot of things he did. Give us something uh serious about Spurrier. What, he, what he meant to the team, what he meant to you as a coach, and as uh just somebody that that kind of looked out
4: to you for four years. Oh, Coach Spur, man, I, I owe Coach Spur everything. But as a matter of fact, he picked my number. He basically, uh, you know, kind of helped me guide myself in my true position. Helped me find that out when I was at when I, you know, signed up for it. I signed as an athlete. I kind of didn't know my true calling, but I had always been playing on the defensive side coming up too, as well as offense. But I mean, everybody from Jacksonville here—they know me from playing quarterback, offense, scoring touchdowns, stuff like that, running kickoff back. So. I, I didn't know my true caller. Coach Bird, he kind of helped me guide me in that direction. and um, I mean, he he used to challenge me mentally. You know, he used to try to get me to play uh, close to perfection as you can. And that's, you know, that kind of taught me with playing, you know, learn how to play with consistency, you know, from the cornerback spot. If you can play with consistency from the cornerback spot, you can make plays. So that was my little you know, kind of battle as I was, you know, coming up with him through my younger years and all the way to my senior And You know, my senior you know, I pretty much had the green light. And, you know, it was, you know, we had a great relationship. I always had a great relationship with Coach Spurrier. I mean, it was, you know, like a, 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 a father-daddy type relationship.
1: So what are you passionate about these days? What, what, do you, what do you wake up and what, what are you ambitious about?
4: What ah. Well, uh, right now I'm I'm kind of trying to guide my daughter in the right uh, direction. She's trying to uh, get this little basketball thing going on. So I'm trying to get her and let her know about the competitive drive and all that. You know, just, you know, taking it from um, that more uh, serious level in her, her career right now. So I'm kind of helping her with her basketball thing. She's an upcoming junior. Um, she led the city in scoring um, in Jacksonville. Here last year, she played for Bartram Trail High School. Uh, she took them to the final four, the state final four. So she's trying to get over that win the state this year and trying to get things in her favor.
3: Dude, that's awesome, man. How close do you stay to the floor program uh, now? And, and do, you, do you watch them much? You keep keep pretty close tabs on them? Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the Gators. Gators in my blood. I mean, um, I just haven't been able to come back around as much as I used to. But uh, I, I'm always around the program. I follow him. Coach Mullen is doing a great job. Um, I think uh, he's the best thing that we've, we've had since Coach Myers. Uh, he's got the program in the, going in the right direction. I love the way the team plays. They, they're in every game. Uh, I mean, I, you can't be more happy about the program right now. Let me get your
1: uh, top three defensive backs, University Florida history. Let me get your top three.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this, man. Um, do y'all consider uh, Jack
0: Rabbit Florida? Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
4: I, already, okay. that's, that's that's home okay. team. You know that, that's that's what I okay. well, right see, 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 I like Jack Rabbit, and and I like Joe A. So I, I like the mm-hmm. young guys. Don't slip. They could have. They could I mean I know they could have played with me. I could I could see that. made my life so easy. Um but me I I see I'm I don't really know like I'm just I'm kinda different. I'm a playmaker, man. I'm I always been a dude that's always been around the ball. And I'm pretty sure Joe Hayden and um and um Jack Rabbit are like that. Um uh, I also, you know, I played with Tico Brown. Tico was a playmaker too. I don't know if y'all remember him. Tico, Mm -hmm. he was up there too. Absolutely. And one game, all three
1: of y'all boys scored a touchdown. I think it was you, uh, Lawrence Wright. All three of y'all got a touchdown one game. Yeah. Not mistaken.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was, man, we had a lot of playmakers on that team. If you think about it, man, during that time, it, it I mean, I, I have the record with interceptions. Chico wasn't – I think he either had one – he's one behind me or two behind me or something like that. I'm not sure. And you see what I'm saying? So that's just during our time period. And, for, you know, Coach Spurrier used to love getting the ball back, fellas. Did
1: Spurrier's style of offense make you guys a little vulnerable and make your jobs harder as defensive backs?
4: Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, my first loss and only loss in the Swamp uh, – we kind of got taught a lesson. We lost to, you know, Auburn 33-36 on the Frank Sanders catch. And uh, that game, you know, offense had a lot of turnovers and defense. We kind of just played, you know, uh, inconsistent that game, I could say. But uh, Coach Byrd said after that game, he was like, fellas, I'm not going to leave the game in the referee's hands or I'm not going to leave the game in the kicker hands. He was like, if I can try to score 50 points on somebody in the first half, I'm going to do it. <laughs> he was like, so that got us in the mentality. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this, too. When I played with Coach Stoops, this is what Coach Stoops used to tell the team in the trust room. He'd be like, hey, we're going to hold up as long as Fred and, and Eli or or Anthony on the corner hold up. He wouldn't give us a zone until, like, right before the two minutes and a half time. We'll be playing mm-hmm. blitz, zone, you know, press man-to-man, man, you know, like that the whole time.
2: For the <laughs> people who don't know how, how dangerous that is, it ain't no yeah. safety help Sometime over top. So it's just man-to-man. Yes. Man. If a do get beat, he get beat. You get beat. Hey, hey Fred.
1: Hey Fred, I got I got it. hey, I can hang out on mm-hmm. here and ask you all kind of questions all day, man. I got so I got so many questions from that era, dog. Um mm-hmm. we got a big tailgate. We're gonna be at the cocktail bowl, uh hanging out. The, the crew we do we do tailgate parties as well, man. So we want you to pull up and hang out with us at the tailgate
4: if you got okay, time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I would love to make it. Should, yeah, the cocktail party. That'd be nice, fellas. Yeah, we hanging out, man. We uh, lay out the
1: red oh. car- carpet for the goats, man. So when you pull up, man, you had a red carpet <laughs> pulled out for you. But pe- tell te- <laughs> us t- so, what- how you feel about Mullen in-, in-, in the direction of the program right
4: now. Oh yeah, on the up and up, like Coach Mullen. Man, he's like one of the best things that's happened to the program. Uh, he's got the program going in the right direction. Um, you can see it on both sides of the ball. I mean, we're we're in games. My my whole thing is. He's got structure on the offensive side of the ball. I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a am um, a historian of, of gator football. We've always had great defensive players, but it's hard to get it right on the offensive side. And that's basically where Coach Mullen has got us in a direction right on the offensive side. And and if you can get us right on the offensive side, our defense is gonna keep us in games. And that's basically where the program is at. We're in games. All right. Uh,
3: hey uh Fred, we appreciate you coming on bro we're uh we're gonna see you and hang out with you a bit when we're in uh in jacksonville but man you were a uh, a guy that i grew up watching right about the time that i uh i started watching the gators and, and kind of like you my mom was a gator so i started watching the gators when i was young so it's always awesome to talk to a uh a goat that i grew up watching man <laughs>
4: I appreciate it, man. I'm glad that I made that impression on y'all fellas back there, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. No, I appreciate it, man.
1: Big time, man. We got go to go on dog. Mm-hmm. I, I, I <laughs> can take this off my bucket list, dog.
4: I'm straight.
2: <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
4: hey, but, the OG. hey, real quick now, before I get off, I want to tell y'all now, the reason why I think my game got a little bit better on the NFL level, I learned how to bike pedal. Uh, I had great coaching up there. My first coach was um, from the – his name was Rick Venturi, and he was from the Bill Parcells coaching tree. So, basically, I'm going to tell you a little something about this, two of them You probably didn't even know this. Uh, All the defenses in the NFL that everybody is running, that came from Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. So, all that – so, I'm talking about the nickel – defenses, all that type stuff, innovative defense. I'm not talking about regular 21 personnel. Um, Ahmad, you know what I'm talking about. That's 21 personnel, two back, a tight end, and two wide receivers. So the uh the defenses that they came to combat, the, the multi-wide receivers, and really all that is is the West Coast offense, fellas. So they came up with that defense to combat the West Coast offense way back in the day, and everybody's running a version of it now. And that's the reason why Belichick is still dominating today because he knows how to stop.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, usually it takes about a year to, to for our defenses to, to figure out something. I know when Cam came in the league, he you know, he he took over, you know, and it, it took about a year for everybody to, to to kind of get a handle on what type of offense he was actually running. So yeah, I could believe
4: it. Yeah. I mean, Yo, you're right, you're right, but if you notice this, everybody has a defense in the league too, right, Amon?
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
4: Yeah. And they yep. don't trash, so. Yep.
2: <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, dog man. We're going to have you on again hey. sometime, man, so we can just top it up and talk about old, old football, all right? Already. Anytime, anytime, fellas. Thanks. Appreciate uh-huh. it. All right, man, hold it down. Hey, we'll see it. you in a
3: few weeks.
1: Man, I don't know about y'all, but I don't see other podcasts getting these type of, you know what I'm saying, these type of guests, man. I mm-hmm. hate to get the flex, but I had to do a quick little flex. Right. I don't really hate the flex. I kind of like the flex, but I, in the beginning of the show, I said I was <laughs> humble, so.
3: <laughs> There's a humility coming out in you.
1: Yeah, you know. But let's get into this uh, USC matchup, man. Uh, the USC preview, University of South Carolina versus University of Florida at the game Cox building. Preview is brought to you by the good folks at Gator Kicks. Anything you need customized, tennis shoe-wise, uh, gear-wise, hit up the boys at the Gator Kicks, and they'll take care of you. They got the Mod Legendary gear, they got the damn Mullen 4s, and they're also doing whatever you need done, man. Um, You just want to mm-hmm. shoot them some shoes and, and get them to the creative control. They'll do it that way and give you something special for you, and or you could give them some ideas, man, but hit those folks up. And uh, show them some love, man. Support the people that support us. hmm Already. 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 So we're we'll going to get into the South Carolina matchup. We got a couple people to come on. Who, who you guys want to roll with first?
0: You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale.
1: First time on the show, we have a former University of South Carolina wide receiver, currently a TV and radio personality for FS1, Tori Gurley. How's it going, man? I'm good,
5: brother. How you doing?
1: we hanging out, man. We got a big matchup uh, in South Carolina this week between University of Florida and, and South Carolina. What's the read in South Carolina on, on this matchup?
5: It, it's so much excitement going into the... Uh, This matchup against Florida Uh, coming off the big win against Georgia, uh, it really shook up the college football landscape and it it just gives the team confidence um, to go out and and, and put up a great performance in front of the home crowd uh, being at William Bryce Stadium. So expect a hostile environment and expect the team's best effort, especially coming off a big win uh, against Georgia last Saturday. Now,
1: your man Halinsky went down with a knee injury last week, and Muschamp came out today saying that he expects him to play. Do you believe that?
5: Um, I, I'm going to take it at face value for what it is. Uh, Ron seemed very optimistic on social media as well as um, what with Coach Muschamp is saying, and uh, he's a very intricate part of the offense. Even though he's a, a freshman and he's only played, uh, you know, four or five games, uh, you can see the offense growing through him and if not uh we do have a backup in on where i hope offensive coordinator Brian McClendon can put an extensive package together for him because uh you know with the respect of a florida defense um it, it'd be pretty defi- it'd be pretty easy to defend uh to when he's in at quarterback so hopefully they can give him some concepts and some different pass schemes to you know really keep florida's defense balanced instead of stacking up the box and and, and making them throw balls one on one on outside
3: Obviously, South Carolina's win over Georgia is a, a pretty unexpected. I guess I know that you called it, uh, but for the rest of college football, it's pretty unexpected. What do you think South Carolina did to, to ultimately give Georgia that loss?
5: Well, to be honest, I, I called it last year. That was uh, that was a clip I put up on the internet. When oh, I like that. The bomb, bomb show. Yeah, so it, it was something yeah. that you know. I just spoke. I had to speak it into existence. It didn't happen last year, but it happened this year. But uh, uh, what South Carolina needs to do. Uh, once again, you got to take care of the football. Uh, what scared me watching that Georgia game was that offensively they only scored 10 points. Uh, you know, we had a big pass played to uh, Brian Networks. It was a bomb and ended up going for six. And then we kicked the field goal. And after that, you know, it was the, the defensive show with Javon Killall and, and Israel, uh, the defensive back with three interceptions. They ended, one of them ended up going for a pick six. So um, it, the way Florida is playing, obviously, watched them against LSU and and follow them throughout the year. It seems like they can put up points, and we got to find a way to at least be able to muster up 21 points to give ourselves a a shot to win the game. Because I, I just can't. I I would be scared to lean on our defense to go out there and hold uh, more SEC teams to under 20 points every game. I mean, if it happens, you know, I'm gonna yeah. give, I'm gonna scream to the mountaintop. But I know realistically, um, you know, you're gonna need some you're gonna need some help from the offensive side of the ball.
2: How what do so you think? Oh go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Black. No, what so what position group should we be um on the lookout for uh South Carolina? What what uh position group uh could surprise us this weekend?
5: I would say wide receivers. Um if Ron Helenski is out, it's gonna be huge for the guys, uh Shy Smith, Brian Edwards, uh to go out and be able to beat man coverage if they do you know, stack up the box with having eight or nine in there. Um, it's going to be a one-on-one show and those guys have to make those plays on the perimeter because if not, um, it's really going to limit the offense to going three and out. And that's something we can't afford to do if, if
2: we want to have a, a legit shot of winning this game. How much difference um, would you say uh, the, the offense is ran um, if, this, if the starter doesn't play this week?
0: If, Oh, it, it is,
5: it's 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 a night and day difference you can tell uh instantly by play call you'll see uh more of a heavy personnel or you'll see the traditional wildcat look and okay. that's something that defense is gonna that's something that defense really really key in on and if i'm a defensive coordinator i'm i'm making uh i'm making the carry on joiner beat me with his arm and, and that's something that he's going to be challenged and that, that's something that as a, as a Gamecock fan and as an analyst, I want to see him grow and, and see the offensive coordinator be able to scheme up things for him. So I, I think the first 15 plays of the game are going to be key because it, it's an opportunity to throw some new wrinkles at a team that they haven't seen on film yet.
2: So you think they're trying to, like, steal a possession or something like that?
5: Of course, you know, especially playing at home. It, it wouldn't – but in a school, Against the University of Alabama, South Carolina was overly aggressive. I think in that game, uh, we went for it on fourth down, maybe two times, fake two punts. And when you start playing football like that, it it leaves you open to really uh, get steamrolled because you put your defense on a short field. So um, I'm hoping that Muschamp can keep his composure and pick and choose when to gamble. So you won't, uh, take the team out of uh, out of an opportunity of being able to get a win.
1: Now, you, you say your offense only scored ten points this past week, and, and, and you we was able to pull out that win, but you kept Georgia's offense to a certain number to pull that off. What's that number this week for playing against your University of Florida? What number you think they got to keep them at to have a chance to
5: win? Uh, got to keep them under twenty points, uh, you know, and, and if that's and that's being able to. It, from a South Carolina perspective, that's being able to run the ball and, and keep the chains moving and, and, and let the clock be your friend. Um, you don't want to have your defense on the field an extensive amount of time, and you don't want to get in a shootout. Uh, watching uh, what Dan Mullen ha- has going on with uh, Swain and, and was it Trask or Truss? What's the quarterback? name? Trask. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah put a, a little respect on that, bro. You got to put a little
1: respect on that, bro.
5: Hey, yeah, man, he's been playing well, but it's just just watching him uh, throw the ball. It seemed like that's his number one target, and you, you want to be able to uh, also limit Piron coming out of backfield as well as a running back and a receiver. So um, I, I think that magic number is is keeping it, you know, twenty four to twenty twenty four twenty one. Because anything over that, um, I don't, I just don't see the carry on joiner being able to light up the scoreboard if both defenses show up. And play like they did last week,
3: uh, Tor. Do you think that this win against Georgia saves uh, Will Muschamp's career at South Carolina for another year?
5: Uh, I'm not going to say save, but it, it's it's something he can hang his hat on, saying, "Hey, you know, we went into a hostile environment, and when everyone was down on us, we was able to to come out with a victory." But as a you know, as a former alum, we want to see more of that. You know, it, it's been a while since. Uh, South Carolina's be the ranked team. So now uh South Carolina has the opportunity to do it again at home. Uh for the most part, the games we I've watched over uh this past season, we, we haven't we haven't been handling business against the the ranked opponents and uh this Saturday it'll be a great test uh at twelve o'clock uh against Florida.
2: Hey, Tori, give us a a quick score prediction, man. What you what you think the score gonna be, how you think this is gonna turn out.
5: Uh, final prediction, I say twenty four twenty 20 game cocks.
2: Okay, okay, it's mm. a bold, a bold All, right. Mm. All right, no, Respect. that was this year, that was this year, no, no though. Last year, clips, no, no, no yeah, last year clip. no fool. Let <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we see what you did
0: there.
2: <laughs> right. Hey, man, talk, you know, uh, it's, it's always good to just talk with you, man, and speak with you. uh you know, you bought some great content on our show, man, and uh, we hope to uh, have you on in the future one time, all right? Yeah, most definitely. Because you and I got some battle stories we can talk about when we play against, against yeah, each other. Yeah, we got so, kick, yeah, kick, it, kick yeah, it. Yeah, we got yeah, <laughs> to kick it. We got to kick it for real. Yeah, kick it. We got to kick it. We definitely got to talk about how we how we hung fifty on y'all one time, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. hey the, the
5: thing about it, y'all had so many players on a payroll. Y'all been broke that, that NCAA You <laughs> uh, y'all y'all had it all figured out. You know, just you know, the scheme on how how everybody was paid, and then you can just give it to the NCAA, and now it's fair game. You know?
2: No, uh, man. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, don't
5: don't worry. We returned a favor when we went to the swamp and and beat
2: y'all boys. Hey, we didn't talk, talk about that, all right? We, hey, what goes on.
0: around comes around.
2: <laughs> we did talk about that, all right? But I appreciate you, man. <laughs> all right, uh, man. All right. All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, for okay. sure, bro. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Appreciate it.
1: Tori Gurley uh, with the, the, the outlandish prediction.
3: You
0: have now arrived at Stadium and Gale.
3: Joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is South Carolina legend, both on the field and off the field, former quarterback Stephen Garcia. Stephen, how are you doing? I'm good, man. That's a, that's a hell of an introduction right there. <laughs> that's probably the best one you've ever had, right? I'd be your MC guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. i be your, be, your, be your hype guy. Hey Steven, um talk to us a little bit about the uh, the game this weekend. You guys are coming off a big win over Georgia. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that and kind of what your thoughts are on this uh, game against the Gators coming up.
6: Yeah, man, it was a it was a pretty wild Saturday. Uh, I had a bunch of people over at my house, and he got after pretty good, uh, especially after they won. So, I mean, that was uh, I was that was probably Musham's coach. Musham's probably his signature win. You know, if I had a if I had to guess, uh, I don't think anybody was giving us any sort of Prayers at all on that, and you know, being twenty-four point underdogs. I mean, that's freaking huge to go out there and beat Athens or beat Georgia in Athens. It's pretty, uh, pretty tough to do. And yeah, I, I like where the I like where the team's at right now. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully Ryan's not too uh too injured.
3: Sorry about that. Oh. Uh, so nope. talk to us. Yeah, so talk to us. Obviously, you you playing quarterback. You saw the difference in uh, the two quarterbacks. Um, If he's not able to play, does that affect you know how well you think South Carolina might do uh, on Saturday? Or what's what's kind of your breakdown from what we saw out of both quarterbacks for South Carolina uh, last week? Yeah,
6: I think it definitely changes the whole game plan. You know, uh, to carry on, he I mean, he can throw the ball pretty good as well, Um, but he's more of a running guy. So I think they'd have to change the offense up a little bit. But uh, you know, I was actually texting back and forth with Ryan uh, yesterday and. So uh there's no way
2: he's not gonna be playing Saturday. Do you think that they would uh do something like a, a, a old Spurrier, uh run a two quarterback system like they did uh with y'all for a little bit out there in South Carolina? Uh, oh, I, I hope to God they
6: don't. Um I'll tell you man, that was the worst that was the worst experience of all time. <laughs> and uh I actually told I actually told Spurrier um last time he did it, we actually did it. We played uh we played Florida. I think it was 2000 and
2: it was 2008, and y'all beat us 56 to six. Oh yeah, and uh, that's funny you say that.
0: Uh,
6: <laughs>
2: yeah, he had me and Chris
3: Smelly
6: he had me and Chris going in and out every single play. And yeah. Oh. on 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 the uh, on the bus, I was like, "Listen, coach, uh, if you ever plan on doing that again, let me know, because I'm I'm done. I'm not. I'm going to transfer. I'm out of here." He goes, hey,
3: yeah, we 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 will. I don't think we're going to do that ever again." Oh,
6: yeah. Yeah, he better not. <laughs> have you ever yeah, experienced anything?
1: Have you ever experienced anything like that? It looked like Helensky couldn't even stand on that leg last weekend. Do you think he'll be healthy enough to to be to move the ball and and to get out of danger on Saturday?
6: I I, I hope, man. Um, you know, just talking with him, he he said it was just a slight little screen, You know, nothing nothing too serious. Um, but like you said, on looking at the at the game on Saturday from the from that perspective, it looked like he. Who's going to have his damn leg amputated? For God's sake! Um, but but he's he's a tough kid, man. He's a he's an extreme competitor. So I I, I I'd imagine he's going to be ready to rock and roll Saturday. So I w-
1: I always wanted to ask you this, man. I'm a big recruiting guy. I recruitment recruiting. When you guys are in the whole process. And my man Urban tried to get you to commit. How did you tell Urban? I no a lot of people can't do it. <laughs>
6: uh well, it wasn't that wasn't that difficult to be honest with you. Um, I was like, "Look, man, you have a you have a guy by the name of Tim Tebow here. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably not. I'm probably not going to be uh, <laughs> starting over him. So, yeah, I don't think this is going to work." But,
1: and what so, was it like uh, uh, going to play for a guy like Steve Spur? You're from Florida, so you know the, the the history and who he is. What was it like uh, in the recruiting process? And what was it like actually playing for him?
6: Well, the recruiting process, you know, I'm, I'm sure Ahmad and everybody else can can attest. I mean, they're, when they're recruiting you, these guys they're they love you to death, right? I mean, they'll tell you whatever you want to hear. And, um, you know, as soon as I get up there, you know, I had long-ass hair and, you know, beard or whatever. And as soon as I get up there, uh, Coach Ferrer's like, hey, you're, you're going to shave and cut your hair, right? I was like, no, like for the last year, you told me that you're, I can keep my hair and keep my beard and the whole deal. Uh, uh, He's like, yeah, 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 I know, but, but you're going to cut it, right? I was like, I don't think, maybe I'm not explaining this right. No, I'm not cutting it.
2: So, you know, it was a...
6: Uh, it was it was very, uh, it was difficult playing for him. You know, he, he just, he loved to to give me hell about just the dumbest things, man. He, he'd complain about me wearing, you know, sandals and gym shorts and a t-shirt to class. He's like, wow, well, why don't you dress like a golfer? You need you, you to dress a polo shirt and slacks and, you know, shoes. I was like, dude, I'm not doing that. It's 900
3: degrees outside. <laughs>
6: I mean, it was just, just stupid stuff like, that. I was like, man, this is, this is going to be a tough, this is going to be a tough five years.
3: <laughs>
1: what's it what's it like being the um the big man on campus not just the big man on campus but the quarterback on campus you see a lot of guys like we we even we had um our guys in in the, in the past with uh johnny Mizell as well what it's like being that known as the party guy but also the quarterback
6: <laughs> well you know i tried i tried uh tried doing both things um uh, to the extreme, you know, I was trying to be a normal college kid and just, you just can't do that. You know, when you're, because everybody, thankfully camera phones weren't that, uh, that big back then. Um, otherwise I don't even know if I'd survive, uh, one year in Columbia. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's, you know, it, everybody, everybody's pretty damn nice to you. And, you know, the thing is, man, like, I, I got along with everybody. I did not you know, never gotten any fights down there. Um, you know, I was just, just a, just a happy old college kid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it sounds like you had a bunch of fun i mean you know we, we've we heard the stories you had a bunch of fun up in in south carolina did you do you regret your decision at all i mean it sounds like maybe you and, and spur didn't always see eye to eye i mean obviously some of those are well documented but do you regret your experience i mean would you if you could do it all over again and i'm not trying to, to catch you in an answer or anything but i'm just kind of curious
6: no i mean i, I trust me. i thought about it several times and you know he actually talked to me um when i got suspended for i think it was the third time or whatever He's like, you know, what do you want to do? Do you do you want to transfer or, or what? And I was, you know, I kinda of looked at him in the eyes, like, Look man, I, I came here to play for you. I'm I'm not going anywhere. And you know, I think about it all the time. It's like, man, I wonder what happened if I would have if I would have transferred out of there and you know, went to, you know, a Florida or Ole Miss or Oklahoma, you know, what my other options. And uh, you know, you you just you'll drive yourself crazy if you keep thinking about that. So I, I don't you know,
3: I obviously it didn't end the way that I wanted it to in Columbia, mm-hmm. but
6: you know, it is what it is.
3: Yeah. And so then it seemed I, you, you played an arena ball for a little bit and then you took some time off and then you were in the XFL for a little while. All right, not the XFL, the AAF, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. what was that experience going like? I mean just you know, having a, a few years off football and going up to the AAF and you know, and then I guess what are you up to now?
6: Well, um, you know, so after I uh, after South Carolina actually we went up to Canada, I was up there for two years.
3: Okay. And then
6: and then went to Got, uh started playing with uh, the Storm, the, uh, the ring yep. league team, for a year. And then uh, started doing some work with uh, Saturday Down South. It's actually a company in Orlando yep. that, uh, you know, covers like SEC football. So I did that for a season and a half. Um, it kind of took, took some time off. And I was – that's I think that's about when I started training quarterbacks. And uh, so I kind of stayed in shape a little bit like that. And then, um, you know, I got drafted by uh, by the Birmingham team in the AF, And I was like, yeah, man, I'm not – I'm not going to Birmingham. <laughs> I have, I've built, I've built, I've built the, the quarterback stuff up too much down here in, in Tampa. And I was like, yeah, it's not it's not financially worth it for me to leave and, and go up there and, you know, not, I'm not doing that. So, and they wouldn't release me and they wouldn't trade me to their Orlando team. So uh, <laughs> I actually didn't play it at all. But,
3: you know, Were it you, was uh, you know, just having that chance. So you wanted to go back and play under Spurrier again? Huh?
6: Yeah, I think that would have made the most sense.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah. uh, so
3: yeah, I know you said you're doing some some coaching now. or Are you doing it just in the Tampa area? Are you doing all over Florida?
6: Uh, I got it's it's mainly in Tampa, but there's okay. uh, there's guys in Orlando, there's guys in St. Pete, Sarasota, um, and then I go up to South Carolina and run uh, run like a little camp series up there. We go to Charleston, Myrtle Beach, Greenville, and Columbia. and it's, it's a good time, man. We uh, <laughs> we blow it up pretty big.
3: I don't doubt that at all, man. Don't doubt that at all. What do you, uh, what do you have as a a prediction for, uh, for the game this week? Yeah. You know, I, I, if you would asked me
6: this last week, you know, I would, I would assume that Florida would just beat the hell out of us. But um, I think a lot of it's going to depend on how healthy Ryan, Ryan is. I mean, if you can, if you can move and, and you know, get, get out of danger a little bit, I think we got to, I think we got a chance, especially the way we played last, last week uh, or this past weekend in, uh, on defense. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know, man. The swamp is a hard-ass place to to play in. No, actually, the games at your place, bro. Oh, it is.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I
6: don't, uh, that's
2: crazy. Well, then you know what? I don't know. Williams' rice is pretty tough too. <laughs> so, so yeah. that, that, that leads to my next question. I'm no, about so to, to cut you off. No, no, oh. you good. But what, what's what's your your fondest memory? What was the best part of playing uh, at South Carolina Stadium? Uh, probably, you know, everybody talks about when we beat Alabama, but you
6: know, I, I, I prefer what the, the game we played against Ole Miss and they were number four at the time and it was the highest ranked team that we've ever beaten before. I mean, that place was, it was electric. Um, that was probably my most fond memory. Um, I think in college football in general, it was probably beating Florida down in the, down in the swamp in 2010.
2: Easy, easy. <laughs> you saw a lot of me that day. You know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you're all over the field, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steven, you're a party guy, though. So I got, I got, to ask you this question. I can't get you <laughs> off of here, man. In the recruiting process, which, which was the best party campus? Ole Miss, which one hands down. Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I heard. I mm-hmm.
3: heard. Hey, not, it's, it's
1: like
6: it's not even, not yeah. even close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I, to be honest, I went there. Um, but O'Dron actually called me. When I was getting ready to commit, he's like, Hey man, just want to let you know. Do you have a translator? Uh, be here much longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I could kind of understand him pretty pretty easily.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey Steve, whenever I go back up to Columbia, where's the, uh, the bar at five points? I need to go.
6: Uh we usually go to Villa Idiot. Um Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but
3: from
6: but from what from what I've been told, it's not it's not near as uh good as it used to be. So I actually stopped going out to, to five points um, mm-hmm. after my junior year. You know, I had a house or whatever, so I just had I just have people over at the house, a little, little safer. Yeah, okay, all right. You
3: there you go. <laughs> yeah, South, South Carolina was fun, man. I went in two thousand nine uh, when I was a student when UF played at South Carolina. I had a I had a hell of a time. I'm actually telling this story for the first time, and I think my parents listened, so they're going to hear it for the first time. I actually almost got arrested uh, in South Carolina because. <laughs> Not because of anything that happened at Five Points, but because we are tailgating. And for some strange reason, you guys, had, in the middle of your tailgating parking lot, or t- tailgating lots, um, you have a train that runs through, uh, yep. through the middle of the tailgating lots. And for some reason, that train, and probably because it's through the middle of town, is only going like two miles an hour. And I had been drinking, you know, a couple beers uh, for <laughs> my parents. It was, it was one. I had, I've had i had one beer at this point. Um, oh, and the yeah. train is going. And we wanted to take some pictures. We were moving on that train. I saw a cop that ran like a four two forty run up there, <laughs> grab grab me off the train and said, Son, do you wanna get arrested today? I said, No, sir, it wasn't in my plans. Um of things to do in Columbia, South Carolina. And he's like, If I see you within fifteen feet of that train again, he's like, I'm gonna arrest you. So um so anybody that's going up there this weekend, just be careful, don't jump on that moving train.
6: Yeah, I can tell you the uh the cops in Columbia are they uh they're not They're not the nicest.
1: I'll tell you what, now. I've never had a cop ever ask me if I want to be arrested before. I'll
2: <laughs> that's tell you that. That's yeah, the you definitely. It's a little bit different. You know? <laughs> I do you want to go to jail or not? Like, no, 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 no. You don't get no choice, man. Like it's time out. <laughs>
6: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
3: Son, do I need to call out. your parents? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, man. I really heard you. Uh, we appreciate you coming out, man. And uh, what are you doing for the game this weekend? Are you gonna watch it uh, in Tampa? Or?
6: Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll we'll probably have some people over again. Yeah, actually, I completely forgot that it was uh, in Columbia because um, everybody's texting me asking if I'm coming up there for the game or not. But I'm, it's too it's too far of a drive, man. And it, it's I got the kids this weekend. It's just it's, good. it's not going to work, so I'll probably have uh, just have some people over here.
3: Awesome, man. Well, I live in Tampa. I live in South Tampa, so I'll see you on uh, I'll see you on Saturday. Nice man, yeah.
6: Uh, so you, you go over to uh, you go over to the patio <laughs> all the time,
3: yeah. That's I, that's lived, the game where I, I like three blocks from there, so
6: okay, yeah, man. I may, I may, uh, I may venture that way and, and do some heckling.
3: All right. all right, hey, I'm here, for, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up afterwards. Uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, Steven. Thanks so much for uh, for coming on the pod. Hey, tell anybody where they can find you uh, online, Twitter, all that stuff.
6: Uh, so Twitter's just at Steven Garcia, um, Instagram is. I think it's Steven underscore Garcia five. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that's it.
3: <laughs> awesome, bro. Well, we appreciate you uh, you coming on and chopping it up with us a little bit, and we'll uh, we'll get you on in the off season. We want to uh, we want to talk some more stories with you.
6: Absolutely, man. Sounds good. <laughs> I appreciate it.
3: All right, we appreciate it, brother. We'll right. to appreciate
6: us it, man. Yes, sir. See. You. Tampa
3: Bay legend
1: out in them streets. Yes, sir.
3: You get a couple Tampa Bay legends this weekend.
1: Yes, sir. Who's the other one?
3: Me. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) An off the field legend in Self proclaimed. (laughs) (laughs) Self
1: proclaimed.
3: (laughs) Uh, I'm an all American, a Tampa All American.
1: (laughs) Hey man, George Rice did not call you uh, a legend or an All American, bro. You know what I'm saying uh-huh.
3: you even know the guy's name.
1: Whatever his name is, he was right <laughs> that day.
3: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs>
3: so cute, All American. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, sir. You're correct. And then and then it got on my Twitter and called me a fan. Like, all right, bro. All right. Yeah, he got us <laughs> flip. He got us flip. Yeah, you got
1: he, he, to go. didn't, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't watch the film. Uh, but let, let's, let, let us talk about the South Carolina game a little bit ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going into that building. And me personally, I think we sit Greenard and um, Zoo. Mm-hmm. I don't think neither play this week. So that can make us stopping the run a little tougher. But with those two out, regardless, I think this is a team we should be able to beat. We have more talent. We have the coaching. It's a noon game, so we need to be up for the task early, bright mm-hmm. and early, and get get points right out the gate like we've been doing all season. But I, I'm feeling good about this matchup, man. I think this is a matchup for our defense that, or and our offense that, that we could get some some buckets on. Yeah, yeah,
3: um, yeah, I think Georgia gave them the game. Um, I don't necessarily think that South Carolina did anything spectacularly. You know, there's a lot of mistakes. Nah, you know, I don't know
1: about that, Dan. I don't know if they gave it to them, though. Yeah, South right. Carolina, they made some plays. They made it they difficult play play. For, for Georgia.
2: Hey, no, hey,
3: hey. and I'm not. I'm not saying that that South Carolina didn't play well. That's not what I'm saying at all. There was there was some some turnovers that probably shouldn't happen. I mean, there's some some non pressured bad passes by Fromm. Uh, there's a couple missed field goals. I mean, just you know, all in all, just it wasn't. I don't think that South Carolina necessarily played Georgia that tight that Florida should be exceptionally worried about what we saw on the field. On yeah, Saturday. Georgia looked bad. Yeah, yeah Georgia
1: the, just the, just looked the story. Bad. The story of the game is more Georgia looked bad than South Carolina played good. That's what's right. more of the story. Yeah, sure. yeah.
3: So, um, you know, I think it all depends on, on quarterback. You know, frankly, I don't think if Helinski is able to really move the ball. I mean, he's a better passer uh, than their other quarterback. Uh, but at the end of the day, if he can't move or if he can't step into his throws well, you know, I like Florida to be able to, you know, absolutely win that game if for some, you know, act of God he's healthy you know he's obviously a much better quarterback but you know Florida's going to need to figure out a way to to get to the quarterback force them to throw the ball uh you know I guess depending on who's playing if the, you know helensky's going to play they need to get to the quarterback and they need to hit the quarterback if it's the uh the other guy the the, the uh, backup um then they're going to probably have to play some some zone read on him just because of um you know or uh some uh some some spy on him because he can he can run the ball he's not a a terrific passer. He doesn't have a lot of zip on his ball. I don't think he played that well in, you know, the, the two have, or the, the half that I saw him, uh, you know, but I think that this comes down to, you know, if Florida can get pressure on the quarterback or contain the quarterback, I think that Florida's got the better team on offense, better team on defense, better team on special teams. They just need to come up and play and not let a team beat them a second week in a row. Like what happened last year with Georgia uh, and Missouri.
2: Yeah, also, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, too, I think uh, the, the backup quarterback was kind of banged up a little bit, too. Um, I think I might have read somewhere where he was banged up, but I'm not sure. Uh, but either way, um, you know, we definitely got a game plan for both of them. Um, you know, they're going to keep it a secret of, of who's actually going to come out and play, even if the the um, the starting quarterback was able to play. I don't think much will say it right now, but it's simple fact that uh, he's trying to keep us from game planning. So uh, we go out there, and uh, you know it's gonna be a, a crazy environment. You know, it, don't take South Carolina for granted. They have a, a nice environment. Um, you know, they always have a, a, a coached up defense. Uh, the defense should play okay. You know, a must champ. Um And that defensive line is is is, is scary. You know, That's they great. they uh, yeah they made some some plays Saturday, and they 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 stuff basically Georgia's whole running game. Uh, so uh, we got to get a running game established, uh, make some plays on the outside, and uh, and play great defense like how how we we normally would play Gator defense.
1: Yeah, I expect just from, from, I mean, Muschamp coach here before, so we kind of know how he rolls. Uh, he knows that this offense can be explosive. He knows that we have a lot of playmakers. I don't think he think in his mind he could go one-on-one with our guys. So I think he, they try to play some ball control offense and just possess the ball as much as possible. And So I'm not really worried about, if even if Helensky's playing, I'm not worried about them trying to take deep shots or, a right down the field. I, I don't think he's going to try to get give us the ball with turnovers because that's, that's a big possibility. Muschamp is going to try to small ball us, possess it, and have a shot in the fourth quarter like he did with Georgia. You know what I'm saying? That's that's his game plan to shorten the game, possess the mm-hmm. ball, and then have a shot. If he's a seven-point lead, he's going to sit on it. Like last year, he jumped out with like 20 on us or something and we came back because he's going to sit on mm-hmm. the lead. And, and he had a better quarterback with that lead. So I just think we just got to just execute – in the run defense. Shut down their run. Make them have to pass because that's what we want. You know what I'm saying? I want Haleski to have to drop back on the gimpy leg and have to pass. So let's put them in a situation where they got to do third and longs and we can tee off on them guys. So just shutting down the run. And with Zoo and and, and my man Granara out, that's going to make it a little bit tougher for us. So we we got to show up some things in practice and and, and, and some guys got to show up to play some football Saturday, bro. We got to stop the run.
3: You know, that... That's the thing. I want to see some of these guys that we heard all off season about your Zachary Carters, you know, some of these defensive linemen that we, that we heard all off season about. I want to see them. I want, uh, to see I want to see some of these guys, you know, really step up with, with both of them out. You know, this is going to be a big game for Jeremiah Moon. Uh, you know, got to, you, you just like, so like you said, you know, Moschamp's going to try to bore us to death like he did for us for three and a half years. Right. So, you know, Florida's got to play smart. They got to you know not take them for granted i mean south carolina at the end of the day they're they're not having a great season they're coming off a pretty emotional win um you know i think florida should win but they've got to come ready to play cuz this is you know the, this is their time to bounce back you know this game last year for florida you know coming off that missouri win and you know really bad first half is what changed the trajectory of of florida you know over the last you know 12 games or so so you know it's going to be big on florida to come up ready to be you know prepared you know williams price stadium is can get loud it's it's annoying because everything is steel. Um, you know, they, they pipe in their music. You know, their fans will be there. So, uh, you know, come in ready to prepare. But, you know, I like I like Florida to win. I, I like Florida to win this game, you know, pretty handedly as long as they come ready to play.
1: Yes. And another the thing, too, I think we need to showcase because this team just beat Georgia. You know what I'm saying? So, I think these guys are going to be up to the task. Uh, I think they still should be feeling a little high out the last week. Uh, they've seen the respect that they got from the peers and, and the college football world about going into LSU and going up and down the field like we did with that offense, man. So, I just, like, from an overall standpoint, even if we got key guys out on defense, I just think our offense is is, is explosive. and can go get points whenever we have to. They've They've shown that. This season, I mean, not gonna go perfect. Of course, we had some drives we didn't finish, but we drove like every mm-hmm. time. So I, I don't see yeah. no way South Carolina be able to keep up with us and, and get that type of offensive production to stay in the game. I think we could win by 10 points.
3: Yeah, I, I like Florida by more than that. Actually, I think I like Florida by like seventeen points. And uh, the reason I think that is because I think that we we are starting to figure out what our identity. Well, I don't think we're starting to figure it out. I think we kind of know. Um, you yeah, know it's but on I don't paper. Think South, yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, you know South Carolina has an answer for uh, for Kyle Pitts. You know, he's the number one. He's the number one tight end in receptions this season. Um, you know, he's playing. He's having a hell of a year. And you know, I like the way that that we've schemed, you know, with Kyle Trask with some of these wide receivers being able to use the middle of the field. Um, you know, I think Florida definitely needs to figure out what they're gonna do with the run game. I'd like to see, you know, Emory Jones throw the ball a little bit more, uh, you know, this game as well. I think that this is a great game where you can kind of use that change of pace, uh, you know, kind of keep Muschamp and 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 T Rob on, on the edge of their seat a little bit more. And we've got to scheme them. But at the end of the day, I wanna see us, you know, clean up a lot of what happened you know, on, on, uh, this past Saturday, you know, I want to see some better safety play. I want to see some better DB play, some better star play, uh, you know, some better defensive line, you know, at the end of the day, if Florida can do what they did on offense against LSU against South Carolina, I like Florida to win big, but you know, they really have to figure it out on, uh, on defense because then they have a bye week and then they have Georgia. Um, right. Yeah. No, there's another yeah, game. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So That's it. um, you know, so this is this is our last, you know, game before we can uh you know, we play that game against Georgia. And yeah, Georgia might not look as good, but they're still a really talented team and this is your time and your opportunity to to work out kinks against a team that just beat them. So
1: Oh make make, make it no mistake, you gotta show up to win that game. Like ain't no nobody giving Florida anything any Saturday in the SEC. So as good as it looks, we gotta show up and win every single football game, bro. Jacksonville, that game is gonna be a dog fight. I don't uh, care yeah, how bad sure. Coley's calling plays. I don't care what's going on. That game is gonna be an absolute dog fight. Let's get the overall score for this game. Well, what you think the score is gonna be? And let me, let me
2: and get, you, get the keys of the game for each person. and What the score is gonna be for the final? You I too, Cam. Think, I just I just think the keys of the game is gonna be. Um, our ability to to establish a run game. If we can get a run game established and, uh, and, and have a run game and a pass game and be somewhat balanced, um, I think we'll, we'll win this game. Uh, I think our defense will make a few plays, uh, especially with, with their quarterbacks. Um, one, halfway injured. The other one, uh not too much of a pocket. We have a pocket presence. Uh, I think we'll be um, a little bit better on defense this game. Um, and I think we will win probably around 28. I give us 28-14.
3: I like it. All right. I, I, like, uh, I like Florida 31-13 for all of those reasons that you just set them on, uh, but I think Florida scores a little bit more and, and holds them to a point less.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 24-10. i go with that score. How about that? 24-10, I don't see the, – the, the first guy, Tory Gurley, came on and said 20 was the point. They have to keep us under. Um I don't even think they get those 10 early. I just think we're up like 24-something late in the third and they get 10 points. But, yeah, I think it's like 24-10. Hopefully we get in the 30s. I I like that. I think the key to the game is just stopping their run game, making them one-dimensional, making Muschamp have to do pass the ball and then you get your three and outs and he get into a game he don't want to play. So you just got to make Muschamp uncomfortable and he'll panic. He always does, man. Just double two scores. About you, I'm here. Kill it, kill it, can. I think uh, hopefully
6: our offense stays rolling, and I don't think South Carolina's defense is as good as LSU's. So I'm thinking about 34 for us, and hopefully we see what our defensive line depth actually looks like against somebody else besides LSU. So maybe about 14 for them. So I'm going 34,
2: 14. I like it. Amaya, what's the word of the week, baby? Word of the week. All right, all right, Dan, you ready for this? You ready? Already. The word is fro- <laughs> the word is frowsy, Dan.
3: <laughs> frowzy. Yeah. <laughs> gotta try to figure this one out, frowzy. So you got to give me some hints here. Is it is it <laughs> a lady feeling drowsy? Like nah like, okay. you Can you like, can you use it in a sentence?
2: Uh okay. you just came out, out from outside. You frowzy. I mean,
3: you smell bad.
2: There you go, you Dan. Sweaty,
3: <laughs> like
2: sweaty, yeah. like yeah, like well, okay, okay, Dan. There you go. You frowzy. So you know, you, you smell you smell bad, then My mom used to always tell me you need to go base because you frowzy. Okay. After you go
3: to the Candy Lady house, you go to the Candy Lady house. <laughs> oh
2: you come back,
3: Frowzy. So you gotta go bathe. You gotta go bathe. Go. And then after you bathe, after you bathe, you go get your mo control from. the chair. The chair got to go
2: to bed. <laughs> the chair got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah,
3: chair got go 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 to bed. Control. All
2: right.
3: Yeah. It is a hell of a story we're building, boys. There you go.
2: There you go.
1: For sure. All right, boys. I want to get one of the, um, the Big Three Roll Up Network uh, podcast guys on. He's in South Carolina, and they do the uh, Paul Metal Rivals podcast on the Big Three Network. So I want to get those guys on to kick it with us a little bit and top it up about their podcast and, and get their quick opinion on some national scene stuff and also South Carolina. Pull them up, Cam.
0: You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale.
1: And first time on the show, we have my man Richie Altman from the Metal Rivals podcast on the Big Three Network. Richie, what's going on, man? Hey, fellas, what's happening? We hanging out, man, uh, doing this little South Carolina preview. And then I figure I say, man, my man's on here to, to top it up about their podcast, the way
7: some of our listeners could go. Steal
1: some of y'all game plan to see what you guys got going, man.
3: <laughs> well,
7: hey, man. If anything, ha- if history repeats itself, we've been, we get a big win like this after taking out the dogs in Athens, which was massive. I mean, that's the first, I think that's their second time ever having a double overtime win in, 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 or game in Athens. So for South Carolina to go in there with a the third string quarterback and uh, and handle the dogs the way they were, and to have that kicker they got that's supposed to be clutch, I guess not, uh, handle the business that they did. Um, it, it's huge, man. It's a lot, lot of momentum. But, again, you know, no time for the weary to sleep here because you guys are coming into town. Uh, but now two years ago I was at this game in Columbia, and uh, Will Muschamp was able to pick up a win. Uh, so it, it definitely means a lot uh, for Coach Muschamp. Uh, this game is huge uh, because of the way he kind of – his exit strategy out of Gainesville. Uh, I think you guys actually helped pack his truck and bring him to Auburn. Uh, so <laughs> I know there's not a lot of love lost down there in Gainesville for, uh, for Muschamp.
1: Interesting, man. How do you think it, the, the whole perception of, of Muschamp is in South Carolina right now? He's he's had some, some bright moments, but he's still uh, flip-flopping, offensive coordinators and whatnot. So what's the read on him up up there right
7: now? See, for me, you know, I, I'm more of a realist. Um, I, I don't understand people that burn stuff. Uh, so if you look at the Internet, which is a very small window of fan base here, uh, and, and with you guys as well, you start seeing guys uh, burning things and doing things. Those are the guys that you mm-hmm. just wish they would go away. Uh, for the most part, look, we understand certain things. I mean, still, Will Muschamp's been more successful, and this is hard for people to hear, than Steve Spurrier right now. Uh, he's won more games. He's done more. He hasn't just had the wow factor. He hasn't had the Jadavian Clowney, the Marcus Lattimore. You know, he hasn't had a lot of those guys. You know, they went and got Feaster from Clemson. Uh, of course, uh, you know, you see what Halinski's kind of come in and done, and I think that's been the biggest hiccup for us in South Carolina. We haven't had a quarterback, man. We've had a kid who's. Big game Bentley, I call him. Uh, He cannot take care of business in big games. Uh, And kind of like you guys, uh, you know, I I think we got better by design of an injury. Now, I don't like – I don't condone injuries. I don't like to see them. But you got to take a little positive out of some negative. And for South Carolina, you know, I I think we got a little better by default here. And, you know, he's got a better touch on the ball. You know, that pass that he had to Brian Edwards was was incredible, 46 yards. um, You know, and then the interception, you know, uh, it's kind of big. You know, Will Muschamp's a defensive guy, though. And that's where I'm frustrated because our defense is not very good. We play a soft defense coverage, uh, and you can't do that in the SEC, and you can't do that uh, against some of the quarterbacks. This is kind of the year of the quarterbacks, not just in the SEC, but overall. And uh, you know, if you don't have a good defense, I don't care how much your offense is, man. You know, you got to stop bleeding uh, before you start doing anything else. And, and we're kind of giving up. We're very up in the secondary uh, up until this past weekend. And uh, you know, my only question is how can we how can we beat a team in, in game in, in course in Georgia, and, and then struggle against some of these other teams that, that you see we struggle against.
3: What What's the word uh two days after a, uh, in a pretty bad injury for Holinsky, Uh What are his prospects to play? And and do you think even if he can play, he should play?
7: You know, it's a tough deal. You know, if you're looking at his,
3: you know, we go back to Marcus Lattimore. You know, we, we kind
7: of rushed Marcus through the system a lot faster. He got a lot of touches. And he kind of ended his career in South Carolina before he got out to the 49ers. And uh, that's because we fed him too much. We didn't have a whole lot of things to go on. He was a hot hand, and he was the only hand that touched the ball there for a long time. Uh, Future wise, I, I worry. You know, if Halinsky can't go, we don't have a quarterback that's, you know, as much as I know, uh, I know the backup quarterback we have. Uh, he's from Charleston, where I live here in South Carolina. I cover high school stuff down here as well. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of this kid that came in here and, and took over the, the offense. But he doesn't throw the ball as well, and that's a big problem. You know, it's kind of like Jalen Hurst in the championship game, or, or some of that when he first got to uh, Alabama. He was a great runner, just not a great thrower, right? So that's kind of what this young kid has. So um, I'm hoping that he's healthy enough. I say if he's at least sixty-five to seventy percent, I say we play him. If he's around fifty percent. You know, I'm not a selfish man. You know, we're three and three. We win this one. we're four and three. It's definitely a it's a huge step for us. But I don't want to lose a game. To, to ruin
1: this kid's career. Hey, Rich, what, what's your opinion on, on, on the national scene? What's your opinion on, like, if you had to, you had to pick a playoffs right now, who would be your four?
7: So, you know, I released mine actually yesterday morning, and I got a lot of chirping from Clemson fans, and it has nothing to do with this this, this rivalry we have. It's the reality. I think these uh, – you look at the, the playoff picture, and they put Alabama and Clemson in the top – which I get that because they're going after what they did last year. But by week six, we know who everybody has, right? So I don't really look at what you did yesterday, just like at your jobs, guys. If we win, you know, salesman of the year last year, it's going to hold you for a little while. But about the sixth month, they expect you to start performing a little bit better. And I don't see it, and I really don't see it in Alabama 100% as well. I think Clemson has struggled to show us a little bit better performance. Who do you think the best team in in the
1: country is?
7: Ohio State, by far. I mean, Ohio State's top to bottom. Uh, this quarterback's the real deal. I think defensively, these guys are shutting a lot of teams down. Uh, behind them, uh, I, I go Oklahoma. I, you know, I like Jalen Hurst. I think he's a leader, uh, and I could have gone LSU in that one, but I do have LSU number three, number four. You know, I, I put a very strong uh, Alabama. I, I do think that they play a tougher schedule than Clemson. At this point, they've got a better resume, and then Clemson five, Penn State six, and then seven. I got Wisconsin, and again, you can go back and forth with those two teams as well.
1: Yeah, I like it, man. Um, that, that that's a solid top four. I mean, there's there's really no disputing that. How does it feel to be in a rivalry with a, with a team you know you can't beat for like at least the next decade?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
1: <laughs> you man, show, up, you show up every week to do this podcast, <laughs> man. I'm
7: gonna be here every week, and I'm gonna be here. Hey, I'm gonna be here in about three weeks or four weeks when we play them. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, Alabama. Should have watched how we played football against them this past year because we actually scored more points than Alabama and we outplayed Clemson compared to Alabama. So maybe Alabama should have watched us or let our coach coach them that week because they went down and, and really trashed the SEC the way I look at it, the way they played. They looked uh, you know, they looked pretty rough. But, you know, it is what it is, man. It's hard to go against. I like Dabo off the field, you know, and it's hard for me to go against anybody. Look, when you're rolling with Jesus, brother, I'm, I'm all in over there, and that's as far as I go. I love the concept he's got. I, I love the fact that he loves on his players the way he does. But Muschamp does it too. He just does it differently. Much just like very definitely yeah very di- <laughs> he just likes to keep bringing the same dates to the party man and I'm like Look, we're bringing your coaches with you bro I mean you didn't win in Florida you know and, and I don't like your offensive of coordinators and and again you you it's called insanity when you do the same thing and you got the band control.
1: back together bro the script script guy <laughs> everybody's the same band you got the, God, you got the bro. band all back together man let me get a score prediction for you this weekend with the uh, South Florida
2: game.
7: Well, see, for me, it depends how our defense does. If our defense can play some some deep, right? I think we're we're pretty good here. You know, playing away with Bryce, it's kind of like what you guys did against Auburn. I think Auburn honestly had probably a little bit better team than you guys, but you guys utilized homecoming, playing in the swamp, and just that tradition. So, if South Carolina can get the crowd into it early, again, I don't know if they've released our time yet. If it's a three thirty or eight o'clock, it's at noon.
2: We gotta gas. You tripping. <laughs> it's a it's a, a, new,
3: it's a nooner. New hey, new you uh,
2: you, you, you lost you lost me when you said Auburn had more talent, but go ahead. <laughs> hey man, you
7: told me that we weren't being Clemson in a decade.
3: I hey, <laughs> really that might
2: be valid. That might yeah, be man. valid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now you're starting to sound nah, but, like me. That was
3: that was a different black guy that said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple black guys on the show. all Don't worry, James Bates did it too.
2: Yeah,
7: hey, if South Carolina shows up and, and they can run Feaster, and here's the thing, and and, I, and they're not going to hear me out here, but if Feaster comes out of the backfield and they run him in a screen formation and they keep the ball in his hand, the rule of thumb is when you have a game changer, you keep the ball in his hand 14 to 16 times a game at least. Maybe that's in the first half and the second half. If we feed him a little bit, that opens up our, our passing game a little bit as well. That's going to change everything, and I think that 12 o'clock tempo, unfortunately, it helps you guys out because you get our kids a little bit rowdier. About three thirty and about eight o'clock, it's it's a full fledged party and, and it's it's going to be a loud crowd. But I don't know, man. Coming off a big win, I, I feel pretty good, man. I'm I'm going to go homer on this one. I think South mm-hmm. Carolina, with our
3: chicken staff, I think we pull this yeah. one out thirty to twenty eight. Wow, you think Will Muschamp can score thirty whole points in a football game? <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Hey, God turn, uh, hey, turn just turned. Hey, offense just
1: got run, ten. <laughs> offense just got ten last week, bro. It was Thirty. You must got some defensive scores in there somewhere.
7: Hey, we'll we, our defense did score some last week. Remember, they did get the. You're <laughs> you gonna have to if you want 30
1: They got the. <laughs> <laughs> they might have to get twenty-one this week.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, Richie, before we get you, uh, you yeah. get you off the air. Tell tell everybody about the podcast that you have. What you guys talk about. Uh, for 11 weeks out of the year. We know that that 12th week is the Clemson uh, impending victory <laughs> over South Carolina. But, but other than that, what do you guys talking about? Where can people find you, and where can people find you online? All right, so basically,
7: uh, if you guys want to follow us, we're Palmetto Rivals. It's Clemson Tom and myself. Of course, uh, you know, he's the best in his own state of mind, and, and it's not hard to get him upset. I did find out <laughs> last week he wears a man girdle, so we kind of had fun with the man girdle thing, and he also subscribes to Victoria's Secret. So, he has uh, the man you know, a man girdle in real life? That dude, I don't know. He, he was explaining to me the type of underwear he wears, and that sounds like a girdle. So, A, I don't know why we're talking Bro, about what I, he's wearing.
3: I don't know. And B, I don't know if I need you to plug your podcast if that's the kind of conversation you guys are having. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but you know what we do? Hey, here's it is. Man. Just like you guys, we're a couple of dudes. We're chalking it up a little bit. It's fun. And we kind of right. go freelance a little bit, man. We we kind of go with what's in what's going on. And, you know, that happened to be, I think, the weekend that we, we neither one of us were playing. So it makes it a little tough that so we added some flavor to it. But, uh, you know, we do, of course, go at each other pretty good. You know, I'm a realist, though. I'm not that Gamecock guy that wears garnet glasses all the time. And that's hard for a lot of Gamecock fans to hear because I do a lot of stuff here in Charleston, too, as well, uh, in different areas. But for me, you know, know, we just really get into the nuts and bolts. You know, what South Carolina is doing right, what they're doing wrong. and, And the same goes for Clemson. I mean, this is not the same Clemson from last year. They hate to hear that. It wasn't good for Virginia to go lose at Miami. I didn't even know Miami still played football down in south beach but i guess they do what they play oh
1: get disrespectful yeah, in these streets yeah. i feel you then you bro. get wake
7: Forest. hey look then wake forest goes and lays an egg over at over at louisville you know they quit being mm-hmm. strippers uh so they can go and <laughs> eat their uh wake forest so you know it just is what it is man i mean the acc is not very good it is what it is and for south carolina to have one of the toughest schedules in the country man it makes it a little bit more fun and now app state's in the top 25 so that adds a little bit more uh I guess strength and schedule, but you know, we really kind of get into the ACC, the SEC,
3: and we're like you guys, probably. We dive a little bit into the national picture because it all makes sense. Hey, Richie, I think you guys left the ACC in what, like the '60s or '70s. Yeah, um, but we took a uh, championship with us. I was just gonna say, and you guys still have more ACC championships than Miami does. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: Man,
3: is there anything good come out of Miami? And I, I, I want to ask you guys
7: this, and I'm just not the, just the most recent Rick Ross album.
1: That's yeah. about it these days, bro. So,
7: why did yeah. that one guy for the Dolphins? Why did that one guy for the Dolphins get all upset because they weren't winning? Doesn't he know that that even Dan Marino couldn't win a championship? But he didn't go down there to play. football.
3: All right, all right. it'd be a little disrespectful, you know. He put respect <laughs> on Mr. <laughs> uh, uh, Marino's <laughs> name. <laughs> you can talk to anything you want. Get me out
1: talking. talk. Out here, talk. I talking, Rick. Yeah, if you want if you want to slander a Dan, we got one for you right
4: here, bro.
3: Yeah, slander, <laughs> slander this Dan before you slander that Dan. You know? <laughs> hey, R- R- Richie, tell people where they can find you uh, on, uh, on Twitter and all that stuff. All right, so you can follow me at Richie Altman. That's a
7: direct hit to me. You can come at me any day of the week. I like entertainment, so do what you got to do. Uh, you can follow Clemson Tom at Clemson Tom. Uh, he likes to be made fun of. Not really, but mm-hmm. if you do that, I'd appreciate it. Um, and then uh, <laughs> at Palmetto Rivals, uh, it, it's all one word there, Palmetto Rivals. And, uh, you know, we do our weekly podcast. We try to get it out to you guys, you know, on Wednesday. And uh, it's going to be a good one because both, uh, you know, South Carolina and uh, Clemson come out with a win. They played that uh, that other team on the panhandle. That's uh, not as good as FMU. So, uh, yeah, I think that's Florida State, right?
3: No, I think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is rough out there, man. That's a whole nother
7: conversation,
1: dog. We ain't got no time to explain the, the taggers, The fighting taggers. <laughs> I, 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 I,
3: I, hey, I, we
7: actually had we actually had you. Actually they played South Carolina State this week and they did get a win, by the way. So there is there is a team on the fan handle that can play some football.
3: All right. All right, right Richard. Well we appreciate you uh, you coming on and, and hanging out and uh, we're gonna yeah, hold you, you to that score prediction though. Uh, so please uh, do. We got and anytime your, you guys yeah, yeah.
7: Uh, yeah, we'll try to get you guys in with us. We'd love to have you with us. And uh, thanks for letting us be a part of your family, man. We've, we've enjoyed the hospitality, the red carpet, and uh, hopefully Gamecocks uh, don't disrespect you guys too much on Saturday.
1: <laughs> hey, anytime, man. <laughs> Hit me
7: up, man. You want one of, us,
1: one of us on your show, man, just give us a holler, man. We'll make it happen.
3: Got you, guys. No doubt. All
6: right.
3: Thanks, Richie. reckless
1: Reckless That's out here, man. disrespecting you, you, Dan Marino <laughs> out here talking about <laughs> Muschamp getting 30 perks. Yeah. That. Yeah. Than,
2: than uh, yeah, yeah, my dog Rich was he, he was
1: upset. full of lies. He gets <laughs> he, he gets was, he gets, it, he it, gets, it, he gets it the bad. network.
2: Yeah,
3: he's <laughs> in his big three <laughs> roll up <laughs> bad. Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. All right, bro. So we're uh, we're coming up to our last segment. Uh, I think it's, it's one of everybody's favorite segments. It's uh, um Yard deep dive with uh with a mod. As always, this is sponsored by our boy Sean Gibson at Gibson Dive in Detail. Anything you need down in Broward, Miami, Dade, and Palm Beach County related to your boat cleaning, underwater hole cleaning, towing, all that kind of fun. Stuff, or uh hey, all that stuff. Anything that you need related to your boat, just give uh, our boy Sean Gibson a call at Gibson Dive in Detail. 352-514-1486. Again. Sean Gibson, uh, even if you don't live down in uh, in the South Florida area, give him a call. He's got a network all over the southeast. Anything related to your boat, give uh, Sean a call. Text him, let him know that you have his number. Uh, that way, you know, anytime you need something, give uh, Sean a call. Again, 352-514-1486. So again, we always go to uh, to Patreon, ask these questions, patreon.com slash Stadium and Gale um we'd love to have you as a uh, a sponsor for the show or, or or support the show uh that's where we put uh all of the first drop of the uh, the podcast on so again uh, patreon.com slash stadium and gale and so usually we have a question from our boy russell on patreon but but he didn't come through this week so russell we're counting russell on the day off <laughs> yeah Russ took a day off um, what the hell uh, going on Russ <laughs> i know I know, <laughs> Russ. You gotta step it up, bro. But anybody, I else, like,
1: Russ, uh, Russ had a r- rub. probably ain't take this L good, bro. Russ he ain't probably,
3: Russ still recovering. Let let us know you're all right, bro. Just hit us up uh, on Patreon. Let us know you're all right. We'll ask your question next week. Uh, you know, and I know Ahmad uh, gets a lot of questions about football. He talks about football all the time on this podcast, obviously uh, in his life as well, and obviously on Twitter. So uh, we're gonna ask Ahmad a, a, a question that uh, is a kind of an existential question, and it's um. Amad, do you think
2: that a hot dog is a sandwich? Do I think a hot dog is a sandwich? It's only a sandwich if you, eat it, if you turn it sideways. What? Is it, yeah. If you eat it like a normal like hot that,
3: dog. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like bread on top and bottom,
2: not on the side? Yeah. I mean, it's a known
1: fact. You got to say pause every time you, you take a bite of a hot dog in, in
3: public.
1: <laughs> That's a known fact. But outside of that, a hot dog I mean technically it could be a sandwich, has, it's bread with meat in the middle, you know? Yeah. But it could be a sandwich. What what yeah. what, what constitutes a sandwich? What what makes it a sandwich?
2: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like so I think that's a modest what's, question. That's a what gonna def- help us figure out. Alright, what's the definition of a sandwich? So like is it like with two like right?
1: I'm odd. You man. need. I, I think a sandwich. You, you, need, at, you need. You uh, need uh, two pieces of bread and something betwixt it. Right?
3: Betwixt, <laughs> yes.
1: I, I, <laughs> <yeah>.
3: <laughs> you need. You need some sort of bread delivery mechanism. Yeah. So okay? <laughs> you have some sort of I, meat I food or
2: of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling in between. So that, So I gotta have some bread or not. So it said. I mean, as long as it has two pieces of bread with meat. It's a sandwich, bro. Yeah,
1: that's
2: so, I mean, yeah, some people good.
1: think some people think hot dog is its own its own category. You know what I'm saying? That's how they, some. I mean, if you're a hot dog connoisseur, that's a, that's how they view the world. Like, hot dog is just a hot dog. It's yeah, his they dog,
3: know.
1: it's his
2: own thing. Yeah. It's a hot dog. Yeah, I a I, a hot... I am
3: firmly in the hot dog is a sandwich category, right? Because you know a lot of people try to. Say it's all these other things, but at the end of the day, I, I, I it's a then. piece of meat between two pieces of, so, uh, of so, bread, even if
2: it's connected. So, what if, so what, if it was a sausage? what if it was a
3: sausage? Then it's still a sandwich.
2: A sausage sandwich? A sausage yeah. sandwich. Yeah, I know it that's
3: sounds
2: it. to say. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, I know you know sausage is, sandwich. Just like a hamburger is a sandwich. At sandwich the end then? of the day, what? Yeah, have you ever ate a sausage sandwich in your life with just like, with like regular bread? Or like the in-bread, because that's all that's left. You ever ate a sandwich like that?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad's from Rochester, New York, and they have these things called white hots. So it's like a white sausage, and a hot sausage, and you you eat it just like a hot dog. Man, man,
2: I'm talking about you. Got to make it at the crib, man. You can't go buy it. You Got to make it. Like, you, gotta... <laughs> you want me to
3: make my own sauce?
2: So- yeah, man. Like, 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 I feel like there's a part I enjoy the sauces, cause like, like, yo. damn, like, you just like you look, you look at your like you look at your girl, and you say, hey. You know, I'm about to go downstairs and make a sausage sandwich. You go down there and make it, then You don't go out to the store or go to the, you know. I mean, so you never made your uh, own. That's,
3: I mean, you have to the ingredients to make, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, growing up, like, we had sausages at our house all the time, right? So like that would be like her saying, hey, go make a turkey sandwich. And I went downstairs and didn't have turkey. I obviously, can't make a turkey sandwich of mine. I'm, I'm confused
2: here. So, so, y'all, what type of sausage you got? Are you
3: talking about these little hot sausages that you guys were talking about—the little red ones in the tube, (laughs) in the jar that you want me to get from the candy lady?
2: I was Passing at the tube, though. shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dan out of control, oh,
1: bro. Oh, Dan Tavis. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: guys
3: got <laughs> hey, the internet like got red pictures <laughs> of me. I won't, I won't be able to apply for a job anytime in the near future. Hey you man, me they got all sorts of pictures of me. Bro, Can the
1: internet has you. You had some, some 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 Amad black waves. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had a my place, up that tape line. I wish My line looks like that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with all with out, with oh, <laughs> the chains. Oh, don't don't get it back. The, the free loop down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and all that going. Shout out to the meme makers in the Twitter world, bro. So. Who got a song? I got a song this week, huh? Yeah, it's, it's my. It's, I think it's my jam this week. Is
3: it?
1: No, I think or I think it's. Uh, I think
3: it's a mod. It's a mod. Okay, go ahead. I took us out with with
2: some little Wayne last week. Black, what's going on, baby? What you got? Take us out with some gems. I'm going to go with... 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 Song of the Week is my dog, Rich Homie Kwan. Man of the Year. Man of the Year. Man of the Year. Man, you not know nothing about that, man. Not, nothing at all. Hey, before we nothing go to out. the song, I mean, man, be
1: nothing, sure... Nothing. Hey, be sure everybody... uh we still doing the cocktail bowl tailgate. We sold a bunch of tickets today. I think uh we got people got a little motivated out this win and, and, and seeing what's about to happen in the SEC East, man. But hey man, y'all pull up. We hanging out. Uh like you heard my man Fred Weary. He's talking about pulling up. Same crop same crew with Crowder and everybody. Hopefully Major fall through, man. Whatever, man. Y'all pull up, hang out, event bright. It's a cocktail bowl, tailgate. We hanging the hell out. In Jacksonville, dog, I'm ready for all the shenanigans. Uh, my man Snell is doing the barbecue again up there for that one too. So shout out to man Sandy Snell. We get some relationship ribs and all type of shenanigans going. Jan Stevens Absolutely. is providing yep. the liquor.
3: Heavy, what heavy what else we got, Dan? And then on Wings. just like a month, a month later, we got uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning game against the Minnesota Wild on December fifth it's a Thursday night. Come hang out with us. It's Gator night with the Tampa Bay Gator club. Uh, we are doing a meet and greet Q and a session during the second intermission on the first intermission. Don't look for us unless you're looking down in the ice. We'll be riding around on that Zamboni. Uh, but we're going to probably hang out, uh, probably before the game on, on Thursday might do something on Friday as well as SEC championship game weekend. So we might also just take our flight from Tampa up to Atlanta for that game to, uh, to watch us stomp, uh, LSU or Alabama again. But, uh, December fifth. You can find the link on our uh, our Twitter page. I'll we'll tweet it out again uh, once podcast drops. But twelve five. Twelve five.
1: Give me a, hey, Let me drive the boat, Dan. I can drive the boat.
3: The drive the, the boat. Zamboni. Oh,
1: the Zamboni.
3: The uh, Zamboni. Yeah, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't let a guy the first time ever drive a Zamboni. I don't, I don't see a problem with that.
1: Okay, cool. I appreciate we're gonna, that, dog. That's we're, what gonna here get, for. we're
3: gonna get you a hockey jersey though.
2: Hockey oh sweatpants. yeah, we, I need all that, person, action. man. We, we, we here for that, Dan All you, that. You guys are
3: gonna wear your hockey sweaters. Catch you one that says Uncle Silk and one that says All American. I guess you guys are both All American. Yeah.
1: yeah. American. <laughs> well, it's like don't be disrespecting my name out here, man.
3: <laughs> man, we had three All Americans and Dan on this pod. I love it, man.
1: Well, uh, yeah. Hey, we appreciate y'all for pulling up the stadium, Miguel. Man, each and every week.
3: Hold it down. <laughs>
0: So let's hey. it again. Rich, huh? That's shit? Let's go! Hey. See how I walked in with you, cause I'm feeling like the man of the year. Man of the and I broke, a broke nigga can't understand, 100 grand in these pants like over here. Is, like like man. Man. Like Picture of that, man. I'ma hit her from the back with my hands on the hill. i am going fuck your bitch. And I'm smoking out the bag, but I see your man with his bill. I got attention on me, go ahead, everything I say, so real. And that little 30p spit on the AP, got a nigga so chill. Shining, and I got a hundred times, five times, five, half, five hundred, and I ain't got to deal. A and I was looking like lean, ain't being funny when I say, I don't drink beer. Gotta found that love, man, I died by them and i kill. I told my niggas on the roof, we got, yeah, that's what I'm gonna steal. If I don't like me, nigga, I don't really give a fuck, how you feel? I'ma tell you how it is. They don't let the beans feel, but hey, you know I get my dream feel with money. I I met a nigga like it before That pistol on me, I keep it exposed I done made a million dollars And I didn't sell my soul Tell a fool that I got it And I ain't even go to college Brand new car, and it robotic hey, hey. I can tell when hey. blood made a taco talk- She all on my dick now, it's all in the face. a nigga getting ridden, that's cold, not sick. I done got a bit pregnant with a baby on the way. <laughs> Says I done eat, so I'm saying my grace. More money, more porn, love playing that mace. We getting money this way. Money. You broke, I said it. <laughs> to your face. really ain't talking my shit. I done walked in with two cups, feeling like the man of the year. Like the I done walked in with two cups, feeling like the man of the, the year. They do let me in with two cups, feeling like the man of the year. You know Still spend money that I made like that money With all this money I can do what I, want. do what I want With all this weed I prefer that my blinks uh, I'm too hard on these niggas <laughs> Referee blow the whistle Shoot out with your niggas You the type to throw the pistol oh, So shoot out with my niggas I'm the first to blow the pistol but, And I know you kiss me Like after I dismiss oh, you did. You know I had to keep it in the family huh? Now I'm fucking her, her sister Oh shit now, how big brother Macca, he know he got mad by the homie. You in your feeling. And I don't need no deposit, cause you know a nigga walking with it on him. Fuckin' the truck. And I'ma hit that pussy when it's fresh. Early in the morning. Talking to me, the kids. Hey. It been four days. I'ma fuck it like I miss you. Smokin' all this weed. Cause you know a nigga got issues. I've been locked up twice already. Fucked up my name in the cell store. RPT's about my first train. Hell yeah, I like, remember. Check the tag, nigga. Nah, secured, I ain't check my bag, nigga. So I don't walk in with two cups, feelin' like the man of the year. I don't walk in with two cups, feelin' like the man of the year. I say I walk in with two cups, feelin' like the man of the year.
3: i